0: Um, he he was looking. His, this is his story to the director. That I I came out uh, with with an M4, which is fun to start with early in my career. It was muddy and you know, but I was warm. I had the clothes underneath and stuff. Muddy and rainy, and it was kind of sleek. And I looked up and I went, I love this shit. <laughs> I never remember saying that. Like, yeah. This is so cool, That's right? awesome. a yeah. Happy place. Yeah. Like man, look yeah. at look around here.
1: You yeah. Know?
2: Hey everyone, welcome to Ballcast. Long time, no talk. (laughs) Uh, Today we have a really special episode. We have Alan McFarlane. Uh, He is a friend of mine who we've worked uh, background on several shows, including uh, Timeless, The 100. Uh, And he's also an executive producer slash uh, stunt coordinator, armor type guy. He's a really, really cool guy with a lot of cool stories. He's been in the industry for years and... uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's got some really cool insider stories. I'm joined by uh, Lucas Clausen, who's a, a longtime friend of mine from high school. Say hi, Lucas. Hey,
1: guys. How's it going? This was really fun to be on the podcast. It's awesome to be able to help Austin out and interview people that are in the industry. I'm really interested in it. Uh, and I'm also starting my own company. Uh, it's called Better Hours. And we do employee shift scheduling. So if you own a coffee shop, bakery, retail store, and you struggle with creating your uh, shift schedule, our program can do it in seconds. It can generate it for you. So shameless plug. That's not the only reason why I'm doing this, but I thought I'd get it in quick because we want this intro to be short and sweet.
2: Yeah. And, uh, and Alan is, uh, he's joined by his wife and manager and executive coordinator uh bonnie mcfarlane who also owns bonnie k casting so uh she doesn't chime in too much but she does occasionally say some pretty awesome stuff and she's shared some pictures with us with uh, just pictures of alan on set and stuff so that was really special so yeah uh enjoy alan uh, it's a it's a great conversation uh this episode's also sponsored by audible that's not true <laughs> enjoy the show <laughs> I do want to bring things yeah. a little bit further back, though, yes, in, terms of, in terms of starting, like, the conversation, I guess. Yes. I want this to feel way more like a conversation because, obviously, we're buds. Yeah. And I love this. <laughs> I do this. Um, but I want to know, I just, I'm very curious how far back your passion in film goes. Like, what got you into the career? You know, I, I get that
0: question a lot. Where, yeah. How did you, you, and even the actors I, I work with, um... You know, when I'm uh, Mel Gibson's double and his right. stunt man, mm-hmm. I was Robert Redford's action double. He doesn't like stunt double, so is that. So everybody assumes I was in the industry all my life.
1: Mm.
0: I was for 35 years, I was with TELUS. No way. I was an installer for TELUS. Never been on film. What? Have a fitness company called Fitness After 40 and I trained Sylvester Stallone for Rocky 4. Mm-hmm. Not the fully, but I trained him for a lot of the stuff <laughs> and Jean-Claude Van Damme. So, so I never made it a set. It was just always the gym and training these things mm. So then, when I retired after 50, 50, or thirty-five years, um, truly, Bonnie, my wife, had said, "If I see the back of your head on the couch one more day, I'm going to hit with a frying pan."
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fair enough. No. And and I my comment, was... and my comment was, "That's no threat to me because that's in the kitchen, and you don't know where that is." Oh, and then God. I then it was and, tur- and then I ducked. And, and Bonnie said that's it little man you're going to work so a gentleman named Red Murphy was going out with our, us, our oldest daughter he works he's transport for the industry so I phoned Red because would tell us I was an electrician so and an installer so um, I phoned Red said can you get in the industry Red knowing me and my personality thought I wanted to be an actor no I just want to get in the industry like pull cables you know, like the grips pulling mm. the cables and, and pass them in so this is Thursday um, he said, this lady's waiting for your call. Uh, so I called her and her name is Sandra Coldwell and Sandra Coldwell okay, is yeah. BCF, Yeah, yeah so yeah. she's the C of BCF and she is everything. So she says, can you send me some photos? And I'm thinking, to be an electrician, why do you need a photo? So I had just done a layout for Muscle Fitness Magazine okay. um, called The Ageless Athlete. Bonnie sent um, uh, Sandra the, the photos Thursday night, Friday morning, I'm in the gym with a client She phones and said, first off, my husband saw your photos, he hates you, and can you start on a show on Monday? So, and and I know the exact date. Oh, wow, yeah. Wow. Just completely shredded. Look at that. (laughs) So, it was January 10th, 2011, um, and Bonnie's also my manager, and she keeps a file. So, I've done, I've appeared in 536, 537, 537 films, TV shows, and commercials. Wow. Now... As something, either the actors, stunt coordinator. Right, yeah. right. And like, you know, one file might be three weeks. You're on that for three weeks. So I was in right. Falling Skies for four years. Mm-hmm. Been on Arrow for like eight. Been on Supergirl for five. You know, all this stuff. So, yeah. um, but it's a file. So, wow. that's truly how it started. Right. January 10th, 2011. And just, um, there's a lot of people that mentored me in the industry. Yeah. That, you, I was so new. You know, the, the main guy... Um, is a guy named Troy Rudolph he is in LA right now um, great actor um, and and we call him the duck because I was he Troy said where, wherever I go you go so it happened I'm going to set with my future son-in-law Red Murphy and where Troy moved I moved just like a duck you know like a duckling a duckling following the duck so, um, so the, the, the transport guys look over and say, that's your father, right? Yeah. What, what, what the heck is he doing? And he says, I don't know. So you don't, know, and then I got on shows where the guys mentored me, right. how to move, right? Sure. how to, how to right. you know, how to do that. So 536
1: different appearances in yeah. different shows. That's a grind. Like you're going, oh, yeah. what's that like when you're in it day to day? Did you like a bunch of it? Not a, a lot. Like.
0: I, I, you know, I, I, when I do seminars and stuff and speeches, yeah, um, I have never ever turned down, you know, even for right. I, I'm executive producing. I'm stunt coordinating because I hire the stunt coordinators to do their stuff. I'm an armorer. I'm an actor. I'm a stunt man. Yeah, but uh, I, I, still do background work mm. because I never turn down a job. That that's right? awesome. I'm
3: going to yeah driving here today on his phone. He got a message that they need him on set tomorrow oh. in a uh, something to do with a truck and a stunt driver. And he says, Fine. Yeah. Doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. I didn't I didn't ask what the show was, where it was, what time it is. And this is what I try to instill with all the new people. Right. He's never ever ever turned down a thing and never ask where is it, what is it, right? Do, you know, this is why How uh,
3: much do I get paid? How
0: much do I get yeah. paid? Um I you know. If you never turn down something, you go in with this positive attitude. Yeah. yeah. Um, and your question, um, I absolutely, we do a happy dance every time I get booked on something. Nice. Even this background. Yeah. Do a happy dance. Nice. You're working. Celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. You're in the film industry. Yeah. You, know, you never know how you know, big it is or how small it is. You show up, oh my God, yeah. I'm working with Sharon Stone. You yeah. know, yeah. your wow. background.
3: Learn something every day. And make a new
0: friend. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Bonnie said that. That's that's, that's a great that's, mantra. That's super. That's, that's, that's the mantra. best mantra. Ever. Make a new friend and learn something every day. That's mm-hmm. awesome. You know. So yeah, by lovely. doing, yeah. And and it's proved. And when you're on set, speak well of whatever. And, mm. and I won't give a bunch of examples, but there there is times when somebody's been sitting at the table just in holding, mm-hmm. just and everybody's sitting and holding. Or it's re, you know it's early in the morning. I yeah. always get there 45 minutes to an hour early. Yeah. I chill. Yeah. You don't know, have a coffee and sit and relax. When somebody said something, and then this person looked over at me and said, oh, I'm glad you said that because I'm the director. So, and as people know, I do background on my own shows. Mm-hmm. So you don't know I'm an executive producer. You don't know I'm right. the pastor. You right. don't know this. So. Treat
2: everybody the same from yeah. the PA up to, up to you know you, you never know who the boss that's is. A tip. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good. You're doing film like because connections are everything. Like I've found and I've noticed that about you especially when we were working on shows together. <laughs> I always noticed coming that you were the first person on set. And I know that you've been in the industry for a while and the fact that you're always always so early. I'm like that's so respectable because yeah. you're so passionate about film. You want to make it right. And, and really Tom Hanks
0: did, did his speech at the Golden yes, Globes. I saw that.
2: Plays actors. One thing I ask you, be, be on time, mm. be early. And know your lines.
3: <laughs> you know?
0: And how much more, how much simpler can you ask from that? Have you noticed
1: like a trend there at all with like the younger generation now coming up in acting where some of those like principles and stuff have been lost? Or have you just noticed that across time, that's just something from person to person that people don't really respect depending on how they're raised oh. or whatever it is.
0: Like yeah, it did great. You see any patterns there? Yeah, the great. Kelowna
1: great.
3: crew was phenomenal. Yeah, right. why?
0: Well, why I shoot in Kelowna? Um, the town embraces me. The town embraces the crew. The town embraces the locations. Um, cool. The background. The the, the town. The right. permits. The police. The fire department. Everybody wow. is so. That's but cool. here, um, it'll drive me crazy. Like we all, we all know when we're in the tent. And it's raining and it's cold, and somebody is at the back of the tent with a lounge chair, you know, a folding lounge chair, with a blanket, they're sound asleep. Yeah. You know, that's the first person as director, because people know me as background and whatever. They don't yeah. know I'm, I'm the boss. That's the first person I'm going to haul their ass up in the rain. Yeah, right? yeah. And in my world, I'm the first person to get out there. I would rather be out in the rain and the snow than sit in a tent because, you know, just now I've got, we're in an area where we're... Somebody came up to me and said, she went to the doctor, oh, I've got pneumonia.
3: Then why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> and it happened to me on
0: Supergirl too. She came in. She was, the background was so sick, non-union background. She was so sick, they wouldn't let her on set. But they kept her for three days. Well, I'm, I'm prone to pneumonia. I get this walk of pneumonia. So I'm out for three weeks. Mm. I can't afford that. So if you're sick, please stay home. You know, yeah. It's not worth it. But they think, oh, you know, I understand you need the money. But... That's horrible. Yeah. So that's I hate being in set because you're outside. It's cold. It's rainy. It's windy, or it's hot. Mm. And you come in the tent. It's either cold yep. or it's really hot. That's where you get the colds and stuff. Right. So I'd rather be outside. Yeah. So um, I was doing a show where they wanted ten people to go under the uh, rain tower. Yeah. And done. It. So I go out there because yeah. I've done the hundred. You know, oh, in the rain, the nice. hundred, the snow, yeah. and the rain. We yeah. did that yeah. for years as the Art Guard. Um Falling Skies was all outside. There's no students. We we're all outside. In in all crazy weather. And loved it. It's muddy, it's dirty. So I said, Yeah, I'll go. So the director, hear the director say the AD, like, you know, there's one guy standing out there. What what the heck? And then the AD says, Well, he's from Falling Skies sir. which means, oh yeah, okay. You know, because you know. we <laughs> lost crew every year because yeah. it was so nasty. Right. So just go outside. You know, wear your long jaws, wear your rain gear under under your clothes, you know, got some good gear. Yeah. And and you're fine. Totally. You know, go outside and and you never know what's happening. Yeah. Um, I got a call um on a, just a reminder. It's and there was Sandra Caldwell. Uh, the show was called uh, Louder Milk. Mm. I never heard of it. So um, she Sandra calls and said, I know you're leaving for Venice. Italy Venice Film Festival because we had right. Mel Gibson's movie dragged across concrete right there right so we had to be there she said "No, you're leaving in the morning but can you just do it? somebody can't make it can you just do it louder memory. I never turn anything down yeah I show up on set and I had my own paper because I have got the Union papers at home so I signed them so when I get there it's already done so it was a bit of a mess in uh, holding wasn't set up nothing was set up but they're shooting up a block away in US minister so mark the wrangler Says, oh, my God, you know, we need somebody up there. And I said, well, I've got my paperwork done, which means I'm legit and I'm, you know, insured. Right. Mm. So I run up there. And who is it but Bobby Farrelly from the Farrelly Brothers. Oh, no way. I... The Jim Carrey <laughs> moves area. Yeah. So I go up there and they say, you know, you know what, what the, you know, red blip, blip, We got Alan, bleh, <laughs> blip You can i be say, you can't be background on my show, he says. So he gives me a pile of money, makes some dialogue, go by and do this. And then he says to me, Al, it's me, Bobby. And I said, what was your name again? And he says, Bobby Farrelly. And I go, oh, you know, of course it is. (laughs) We've owned a place in Maui for 30 years. He's laid on the cot beside me for 17 years. When Bonnie wasn't on the cot, he would come down in a bathing suit and sit beside me. It, to, to us I'm Al he's Bobby yeah. no last names not what we did for the industry <laughs> no way for 17 years no he, way he goes Al it's me Bobby <laughs> that's crazy so then he brought me back for the next season and he was saying that he wants to write me in for for, for a season as cool. a character love it yeah, that's yeah just cool. from doing background yeah so you know I never turned it down I show up Bobby Farrelly got called back for the next season and they want to write me in for, for a season wow. that's too cool I know so that's you never turn cool. down a job
3: they yeah. haven't written me yet. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's, that's crazy, though, because I, I know what you mean, though. It's like it's all about where you are and who you know, because when I first started background, like maybe two or three years ago, people often said that background was a bit of a dead end job. And it's like, yeah, I, I guess it can be, but it really depends on how you approach it. Because if you're like yourself, if yeah. you just get out there, get your hands dirty, talk yeah. to people, learn stuff. Doors will open. Know your job. Look what happened here. Like, I <laughs> I got a, I remember um, it was on Planet of the Apes that I worked with, uh, it was, I don't want to name drop it all, but <laughs> I worked with some guys that were part of Battle Group. Yeah. I didn't know about Battle Group at the time, um, but they were talking about it. I'm like, whoa, this sounds really cool. And so then I kind of had an agency for a while, and I'm like, I should try this Battle Group thing out, because I was on set with a bunch of guys, yeah, yeah. and then sure enough, I heard that you were a part of it. I'm like, cool. And then sure yeah. enough, I got on, and then I met you, and then... Yeah. And then all that stuff happens and then here we are. Yeah. It's and, just crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a progression. It's, yeah. um, you should uh, and, embrace
0: the relationships. Mm. Um, almost, almost everybody that we have in, the, in Silk Road in the Okanagan have texted me, emailed me, sent the stuff. They're in my phone and I type it in as Kelowna so I can just hit Kelowna and, and their names come up. Nice. We've got cool. about 400 names for crew. Wow. That we can use, um, darling. So I'm yeah, sure. so so to go on. So what what I've got going, yeah. um, is uh, we we're in the Ukraine earlier, uh, doing a show called The Guardian. Right. Love story uh, about an Olympic class kayaker. Okay. Cool. It,
3: it hasn't happened
0: yet. <laughs> no, that's why we're there. We. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
0: of course, it hasn't happened. So we went over. <laughs> Because we knew nothing, it's a Ukrainian love story set in Ukraine, in Kiev. Um, so we went over not knowing anything. So we it was a huge process learning curve because you have to learn the process of the government finances eighty percent of your budget. Oh wow! Holy smokes! Wow! wow. <laughs> yeah, like that's pretty sweet. Yeah. serve. So that's yeah. why we went over knowing this. Jeez. So we had to. Um, so uh, my With the part- entire
1: project, like eighty percent, yeah, covered. Yeah.
0: And- yeah, so my my uh, partner, Alex Kibritsky, he's from there. Um, him and I and uh, Bonnie went over. We met every production company, every studio, casting um, directors, stars. Um, you know, we, we we did three, four meetings a day. TV interviews, radio interviews, more TV interviews, more radio interviews, location scouting. So we're heading there. We're heading to. Dubai because they have an Olympic kayak team, and I'd rather shoot somewhere really warm. Yeah, yeah du- Dubai has an Olympic kayak team. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we're gonna meet with them. We're there in uh, April. Okay. So or uh, March, March, you know, March nineteenth. Yeah, March nineteenth. Okay. We're, we're gonna be there March nineteenth, so we have to meet with them. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll do some filming there, and then we we'll go back to the Ukraine. Um, so that's there right now Uh, we just finished Silk Road right um, Finders Keepers episode one of a TV series Mm -hmm. Uh, episode two we're going to shoot in September okay uh, called Shadow of the Wind Um, Mm -hmm. it's written by Chris Clayton written and directed by you know Chris Clayton you know and he's also a director right he is oh yeah you you can can wow she's gorgeous yeah that's incredible oh yeah her name is Ekaterina Gordienko
1: uh, I had a question about yeah, your relationship it? with uh, Chris, actually, because I was reading online that he found you through an online ad to be a line producer. Yeah. So how did that start? <laughs> out? You put that ad just out there? Hey, I want to be a line producer. Yeah.
0: Um, Chris is if you ever watch Pawn Stars on TV oh, the yeah. show Pawn Stars, there's a guy at the museum called the Beard of Knowledge. You know, I don't even know what the guy's name. He shows up <laughs> with a hat and a beard. Yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris Clayton, 45 years in the industry. Is my beard of knowledge. Nice. This guy is just, you know, he, he you know, it's it's I any mean, three years law. The um, contracts that us actors sign, he wrote. Telefilm Canada, some of the templates Telefilm Canada use, wow. he wrote them. Wow. So, and he's just this wealth of knowledge. Like my God, uh, he owns all the camera equipment, the sound equipment, you know, right down to the walkie talkies, the you know, the the um, everything. So, I was doing um, the color rose. Um, directed by a great gal named Courtney Page. Okay. She lives in L.A., but she was originally from Kelowna, so that's why she wanted to, to shoot up there, and that's there where go. I learned Holy Smokes, the, it was great.
1: Yeah.
0: Outstanding cast. Um, you know, small version of, of the story, um, seven hot girls in a Christian school called The Seven Deadly Sins. <laughs> and, you know, we've got a yeah. trailer out there, people can look at that. That's the, cool. You know, the Color Rose trailer. Um, and things just go wrong. Yeah. Um, and again, had Alex Ponovic from Van Helsing, Michael Eckland, you know, that's on every Van Helsing and, yeah. and uh, uh, Winona Ryder, Jerry Trimble um, from Chesapeake Shore, four-time World Kickboxing Champion, Loretta Walsh. Oh God. Something that hard. Oh, you know, it just we had 31 actors flying in and out. Right. All with and again, Dylan Playfair from Larry Kenny. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh god, it was incredible. That's awesome. It was absolutely incredible. Um, so that was fun. So well,
1: you're, you're working with Chris on Silk Road. Yeah. Right? So
0: so that's where I was looking for for something when I was doing the color rose. So right. I was looking for a certain yeah. thing. So he answered, and and then he provided me with the guy named Fred Stevens, who was transported up there, and I was looking for a line producers. So that's how Chris and I started emailing back and forth. Yeah. Not realizing that we we're going to you know start this whole army of of films. So. We partnered on on nine films. Wow! Insane. Yeah, yeah. So, um,
1: but then you ended up becoming the stunt coordinator yeah. and armor for yeah.
0: Silk Road and uh, executive producer for Very Silk Road. Very cool. So you know, and that's how I got most of my jobs. Is production will bring me in mm-hmm. just to listen to um, the production meeting. Right. How's it go? Any income? So, I have no position when I go in and somebody's just somebody in the production will call me in and just say, Just listen to it, Al, if you can add some. And then, when they realize you can provide the guns, all the SWAT gear, you can provide the the stuntmen, um, you're a producer, you're an executive producer, you're all of this, and you have locations, you got camera gear, you got all this, you got a line producer, you got a production manager. Right. Then they go, Holy smokes, well, would you (laughs) be a producer, or executive producer? So, that's how. It started way back. Right, yeah. You know, as people say, how do you start doing a producer? Like, you're just background.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And then you got, um, and I always tell the story, we did, I did three really, really small independents, and I, I picked up the cars and the gear, and oh God, and I drove all the trucks and moved the lighting. And mm-hmm. then the fourth call I got from this guy's name is Ivan Litek, He's directing a $30 million movie. Oh, jeez. wow. So I worked with him for free over here. That's yeah. why I say never turn down these little yeah. independents. That's where you're cutting your teeth. Totally. That's where you're totally. learning about film and camera and just watch one. Just say, oh, this is so great. This is yeah. crazy, right? Yeah. To watch the process. Then we get a call, come down to my office, $30 million film. Yeah. Right. Wow. So who is he going to hire? And that's what I do. Who am I going to hire? The people that I see. Yeah. Exactly. So when I do background, the directors and the ADs and the crew that know me know I'm there to poach yeah. the crews and the directors yeah. and the actors. Yeah. So I won't say the dialogue, but you know, like, yeah. what the F are you doing here at Farland and this one AD? And he goes, oh, you're poaching again. Mm. So a show I did, the director was acting two, two movies ago. I had three of the actors on a movie and four of the crew on my last two movies. Wow. Wow. So, You know, just because your background, you don't know who that person is. Well, that's the thing.
2: It's incredible, hey, how the the domino effect that a set experience Mm. can have, like, even some of the, because obviously, like, I'm, when I was doing it, I was more, I was more fresh to the industry, and I was more inclined. When I first started, I remember, I was, like, just saying yes to everything, but then as I kind of went, I was, like, I'd hear about a Hallmark movie or something, and be like, oh, I don't really know if I want to do that, but then, sure enough, I'd get the set, and then I'm, like, oh, wow, I'm really happy I said yes to this. Yeah. Um, I, I remember, especially, there was one... Uh, one Abbotsford gig I had just a Hallmark movie, and it was just a regular background day. We just did some regular stuff, but uh, I was the first person on set. I wasn't overly early. I was like maybe I don't know half hour, forty five minutes early. I was the first person there. It was a bit of a shorter day, and I think she was kind of looking to upgrade, or she didn't, she hadn't upgraded people to union yet. And then I kind of talked to the 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 wrangler about it, and she's like, you know what? Since you were the first person here, you'll we'll give you an upgrade today. Yeah. I was like. Well, there you go. That's how it can happen. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. It truly is. Do you and keep
3: a record of every a file for every day? Bonnie, Bonnie will show you how to do that. I started
2: guys. doing that and then I really started slacking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but we'll, we'll get Bonnie to show you. Yeah. And the, and the same
0: thing, Also, <laughs> what you're saying about a hallmark, because I never know what it is, yeah. what I'm going to do and then you know the, the paperwork comes in or the email comes in that night. Mm-hmm. And it's a hallmark, and and of course you want to say, oh, here we go. <laughs> it's either going to be really easy or really tough because the screw, the crew might be small, it might be long hours, it yeah. might be a little bit of a cluster. Yeah, I show up and it ends up being the Lori Lachlan story. Mm. So hallmark, so we did a show. So I'm the FBI guy that's got to go around to all the different seats and arrest these guys. Yeah. So you're part of, you're watching it on the news. Right. You're the FBI guy that is arresting everybody. The people that pleaded guilty, we could, and here's an interesting, we could wear our FBI patches and everything yeah. and arrest them. Soon as I got to her house where they lived, the FBI would not let us have any logos. Oh, so wow. no FBI badges, no FBI logos, no FBI jackets, no FBI really? swat gear. Yeah.
3: Excuse me. It wasn't the Lori Loughlin story. It was about the university.
0: Um, What's not called the Lori Loughlin story? No, it's 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 not called the Lori Loughlin. It's you know whatever it's going to be called. Yeah. It's yeah. it was a story because basically, she screwed you know all the Hallmark movies. You know, they, so they made a movie about her. They made a movie about her. We're not live, so
1: it's perfect. It's not streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. All good. Interesting. So I had a quick question in there because you've done a lot of stuff. You have a lot of experience, a lot of connections now. So when you sit in one of those producer meetings, you can bring those connections to the table of confidence with it. Be like, I have these resources. So, but when you're building that up and yes. you're in that initial climb to get to where you were, something like a position, like an armorer, yes, you need to, from what I've read, you need to be an apprentice to someone that knows how to do that. There's no certification. There's no class exactly. you can take to do that. How did you start? There that? is certification
3: is there? Oh, oh okay. yes That makes right. sense. Yeah. Right. But there's courses that you have to take and licenses. Get your lessons. stat or I see.
2: I see. Yeah. It, it was.
3: And you had somebody to guide you there. Yeah,
0: I showed up on a show. Um, and because of, of my build, because of my look, yeah. I play the SWAT leader or the SWAT guy a lot. Okay, right, yeah, yeah. So uh, when I was on Falling Skies, um, a few guys really mentored me. Randy Refuse, Jason Wingham, John Johnson, Barry Nerling. Um, these guys who have been in the industry 20 years, 25 right. years from right. way back. Um, so they mentored me and then I was doing a, a show and I was playing the SWAT guy. The armor saw, like, holy shit, this guy. And I'm a quick learner, plus I've got a background too, right? Yeah. So, um, so he saw, wow, this guy's pretty good because I have to show the actor because he's not, you know, doing it. Right. Um, so he ended up uh, picking me up uh, as his apprentice. Okay. Uh, and then I started, then I worked my way up and then I started going out with him. And then I went out on my own. Um, he has uh, the, the firearms uh, business certification so then I had to take courses, exactly what you're saying. I have to take courses mm-hmm. to, to, to do this, to be uh, an armor on set, because it's got to be certified and insurable. Right. So, um, you know, so I started out just, you know, just learning. And then, you know, I love to learn, you know, I'm a quick learner and, you know, I happen to love guns. And what,
1: when you're learning that what are you learning about when they're talking about these are the things that could go wrong like, yeah what's thank your you.
0: responsibility there it, you know it's a great question because uh, in, in all the you know, the films and the shows I've done you see things that have gone wrong right, right? right yeah right mm-hmm. so you know as you're watching that you, you know and from I was a project manager for Telus so you, you know I was really smart I did satellites and fiber optic around the world so cool. basically a smart guy. So I pick things up really quickly. So when I'm not in set, when I'm watching on set, I'm watching how the, the armorers are showing you the gun is clear, safe, they're mm-hmm. doing things. Then you're on other shows and you don't see that. Mm-hmm. So, so you say, okay, well, this one just showed everybody the proper way right. and how to hold the muzzle and how to hold your finger off the trigger and all this stuff. Right. Um, so, and then when you're on a show that they didn't do that, then you start noticing... That wow, they didn't do that. Right. And we did an example on Supergirl, unbeknownst to the actor. Come, she's coming into a bar, fairly thing. And then at the last minute, we did a bunch of rehearsals. None of us raised our guns up at her. And then the directors thought, well, let's, you know, when she comes in, everybody point your guns. So she comes in, great reaction because. She doesn't know, and I've got a pistol like aimed right at her, but of course I'm off her head, you never point right, a gun at her. Right, me. yeah. But she freaks, so a great reaction from her. But because they weren't real guns, they're replicas. But you know, she doesn't know that. So when we did the cut, I went up and the other battle group guys went up to her and showed her the guns were clear and safe. It's it kind of is the props guys responsibility to do that if the armor's not there to show, you know, because when when yeah. when I'm on set you have to show the AD, the actors, the background, mm-hmm. uh, the director, if, if, it's a, if it's a replica gun or yeah. a real gun, you, you tell them how many rounds there's gonna be, you know, that, they're, you know, they're, uh, how, you know, that only the actor and yourself, the armor touches this thing. If there's gunfire, no one, and it, it's a big speech, so a big safety speech, so when there's gunfire, nobody comes on set until the armor goes in and takes the gun, yeah. gun or guns, all of them, mm-hmm. and clears all of them and, and announces them clear and safe, then the crew is allowed to come on set. Right? Yeah, wow. so I did one called SWAT Under Siege and we had a hundred and some guns out, there's everything, AKs and M4s <laughs> machine guns, pistols, and oh my God, so many things. Um, and and the crew had just, because we're, we're kind of under restraint, um, everybody wanted to run in and get to the next shot or move some stuff, and, and um, one of the guns jammed, and, and you know, and I'm trying to clear it. And I'm pointing it down, and way here, and and it went off. You know, as I, I you know, the mag's out. And I'm clearing this thing, and, and the round went off. So, you know, I said that's why you cannot come on set. Yeah, right. And, you know, yeah, yeah. even though you're not around anybody. Right. But I haven't announced clear and safe. I'm clearing it over here by myself. So you know, you 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 safety is. you yeah. You know. Well, I got a real,
2: I got a real taste for that. On, uh, I don't know if you worked on the War for the Planet of the Apes. That was uh, yeah, you no, were, no, no, not the last okay, one. Okay, because that was my, Thomas that was, Potter. That was wow. my first gig that I actually had ever. Well, yeah. technically, shooter the pilot was, but uh, that was like my first, one of my first ones, and I got a real, a real taste for how strict it was. But honestly, I respected it so much because oh. when you're dealing with that much background, yeah. our first few days were like. Over four hundred background, and when yeah, you every single too, one right? of us had weapons, yes, and some of us had the the guys in the front line they had like actual replicas that were like yeah. the real things that hauled yeah. out, and then some of us had just rubbers. But like the amount of respect that went into safety, yes, and I was like, I this is it feels extreme, yeah. but I appreciate it because because we're doing this, nothing. Oh bad is happening or that they're trying to prevent that. Cause you yeah. hear horror stories all the time oh. and they were firing people too. Cause I'd hear stories about yeah. like, Oh yeah, nope, this guy, he made a joke this morning. He was handed a gun and he, he made a joke. He pointed it wrong the, in the wrong oh, direction. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, and no, they're you're not. Yeah, exactly. They're like, no, we're not going to tolerate that. Yeah. And it's like, I respect that a lot actually yeah. because you just can't risk
0: anything. And those guys yeah. in the industry, truly in my world are God, Thomas Potter, Rob yeah. Yeah. Falcon, um, Rick Walkington, you know, like holy shit, Tom Falcon, um, you know rob fournier thomas potter god these guys are ex-military yeah they, they know everything yeah you know and, and but you damn and, and as you say us you damn well better respect because mm-hmm. you're gone yeah and that's exactly. our job as armors like you you know we tell you to do something gone next
3: because
0: there's so many people there yeah. you're not going to be missed dude right you know right. yeah <laughs>
2: well especially with battle group too uh the amount of respect that i learned especially my first like few weeks yeah. with battle group I was like this is incredible and yeah. I learned so much yeah, yeah like I wasn't learning one thing a day on set I was learning like multiple yeah. things about like how to clear room and how to don't take your partner like people crossing yeah. through like go down I was like this is incredible yeah, and cool. all of it's for film and I just appreciated that yeah. so much because it really and ties I specialize in right yeah exactly because yeah. Yeah, we had some really cool experiences. we yeah. played the dead bodies that one time yeah when, uh, <laughs> what was that timeless yeah. Yeah, yeah remember your face down on the ground yeah. on the gym <laughs> yeah. hey yeah Eyes
0: open. Always yeah. die with your eyes yeah. open. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. then you can watch what's going on. Back. Yeah.
2: And that and I remember the one of the reasons, I believe <coughs> one of the reasons you did that was because you wanted to be face down that way. They wouldn't see your face. That way you could come back to the show potentially. Exactly. And oh, I learned goodness. that. And there's then the I was shit. like on my... <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Which is
1: smart. So you're picking up on all these tricks as you go. People are telling you stuff. Like, yeah. hey, don't show
0: your face in these type yeah. of scenarios. You can come back. So, yeah. So, so it's funny because there's guys that want their face shown I mean, because sometimes... Yeah. You know, if if your face is seen, they want you back, and other times your face is seen, they will never have you back. So right. oh, you, you you've been seen, and you say, "No, I was so far back there." They like, go, oh, no, no, you were." No, oh, you weren't. Right. So you, you on some shows, if you want to stay on them, go in the back. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. And 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 Austin too. Right. When. Um, you know, and I—I was so guilty of this too. When when you get on set and they offer you different type of guns, mm. oh, we all want that big one. <laughs> we all want that big belt. Give me the sixty and it's thirty five <laughs> pounds, and then you put a belt. Oh, well. Five hours later, you're thinking, "Oh God, was I stupid?" Yeah, yeah. (laughs) and you see all the pros around you going, "Yep, you'll learn, kid." Oh God, that's funny. I look cool for like four minutes until it started hurting my shoulder. Yeah, no doubt.
2: That's funny. So then pick up the lightest one, or just no,
0: I'm good. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
2: Um, What would you say going back a little bit again? What would you say were like kind of the earliest like big steps that you made in your career? I think you kind of touched base on a little bit, but
0: yeah, it, it was. It, it truly is, it comes down to, and I think we touched on that, you know, part of it is upbringing, sure. um, is respect for the industry, um, respect for, you know, when you're looking at, we, we as background get to go back to the tent, this crew stay out there. Right, like admire these guys, man. Like, oh, this is really hard. Now we're back in the tent for six hours. Mm, yeah. You know, have the respect for the people that are out there, including the stars. Mm. Right, right, right. So it, it really does come down to that. Is just, um, you know, there's people that are just lazy. Yeah. People, and you can't mm-hmm. you, you can't do that. And I hate it where they come back to the next show, and you see them on the next show, and you see, and they think, how do they keep getting hired, where yeah. they are just terrible to have they don't offer anything they don't react properly um, they're never on their spot they're wandering around um, you know where a lot of times the big actors will yell at the background to like get into the scene because yep. this is an emotional scene somebody died and they yep. gotta do all this stuff. and everybody's laughing and kidding around mm. like you know we, we go on set you know the, back, the battle group and that you know we know you get on set and you're quiet right just watch mm-hmm. You know, like, in, but everybody's laughing over here and yeah. you think, did you not you know either did the wrangler not read you you know what the script is what that scene is or did you ask what the scene is what the show is about that's what i've always done i try to look at the call sheet so i kind of get a gist mm. um a lot of shows will the wranglers will tell you what the scene is which really good and that's what i try to do in, in all my films to get everybody to know that and that's why I think our background has always been so good in the Okanagan. They know exactly what is going to happen. It helps so much. Yeah. yeah. And I won't say when it's going to happen if yeah. somebody's going to yeah. burst through or there's gunshot or something because they want real action. Yeah. Reaction. Yeah. So mm. I'll say, but this is what's going to happen. So right. um, you want real reactions, but it just comes down to man. I I love the industry. Yeah. Pay attention, and you know, and then somebody over there. I was on a show where an ad says, "You see that guy over there." And I'm gonna, I'm gonna work with him one day. Four years later, I co-starred in his movie, produced his movie, Armored and Stunt Coordinated and on it um, called Genesis Code, Bryce McLaughlin was his name. And he said, I'm standing out there in the mud and the snow and I didn't know I did this. Um, he, he was looking, his, this is his story to the director, that I, I came out um, with, with an M4, which is fun to start with early in my career. It was muddy and, you know, but I was warm. I had the clothes underneath and stuff. Muddy and rainy, you know, kind of sleet. And I looked up and I went, I love this shit. <laughs> I never remember saying that. Like, yeah. this is so cool, That's right? That's awesome. You yeah, a happy place. <laughs> yeah. Like, cool man, right? look, yeah. At, look around here, you, yeah. know? Um, you know. You know, I've been on set where the, the main stars come out. Seven Sun, Jeff Bridges came out when We were doing this stuff, and he said, like, you know, he's saying, it, like Look at this set, yeah, you know, like, look right. at this. When they admire you, think, Oh, we think it's cool, they come out and go, Wow,
2: mm-hmm. could be the first big time star like seen. Jeff Bridges, yeah. yeah. When you see someone like that respected that much, you're yeah. like, Wow, that's incredible. you know, we, we did Jim Carrey movie recently, Sonic the Hedgehog, oh, okay, yeah.
0: Um, sweetest guy, he's talking to us all, no and, way, you know, and yeah. you, know, you know, they they yeah. will, you know, don't, don't bother them. But on my shows, what everybody loves is you can talk to the cast. They're sitting with you. Nice. Yes, they're doing all that. So, you know, I would say to the back, and you know how long it took me before I got that close to an actor, let alone sitting, having a meal and playing games with them. Yeah. It, really. or oh. Yeah. But that's what makes you know the energy, and, and yeah. hopefully the next crew, next group of kids are coming up. Yeah, yeah.
1: Know. And you're noticing that too when you're like, I love this shit. You're yeah. On that note, time's just flying, right? Like you might be five hours, yeah, the time, but yeah. It feels like oh yeah, nothing
0: on a twelve hour. You think oh god, do I have to go home?
1: Yeah, yeah. God, come on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's pretty fun when you get those kind of gigs. Like we've had, I can't. I, there was one that we had that we were. We were right in with the story. Well, even, even the one we were playing Dead Bodies, like we, it was literally yeah. just us on set and it was yeah. like the funnest thing because they were really making sure that we were okay. And like once we were, cause we were laying there for a while, yeah. they were putting blood around us and we're stuff. Good. No, we're and good. Yeah. You guys
0: want to get up? Like, no, we're good. Yeah. And then You're after, right. and afterwards when they, when they
2: wrapped, they really made sure that we got up slowly to make sure that we didn't get like a head rush and pass out. So just yeah. the fact that they respected our, our safety yeah. that much. I'm like, wow, that's, that's really, I like that yeah. a lot. And yeah. then of course, my face was up in so the camera. <laughs> you yeah. could see my face. I'm like, ah. Oh. Well, they probably yeah. look at your face. Look at Austin's <laughs> face compared to mine, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to have a look. And <laughs> I watched the episode. I was like, yeah, you can see my face there. Alan was smart. He was face down. But then they didn't come back to Vancouver. So yeah, yeah <laughs> that's true. Yeah.
1: Talk to us a little bit about like you have a few other things that you're working on, a few other projects that are in the mix. What are you excited for in 2020, oh. 2021? Oh. You have nine projects, ten yeah. projects. Yeah. Some of them you're working on it's CJ with. Oh, what, what's yeah. your big next thing that you're like, I can't wait oh, for people to see this? Oh, thing.
0: yeah, we just finished the Colored Rose, it's going to be um, premiered uh, in Mammoth uh, Mammoth Festival in California in uh, February. Okay, um, and Sony's got first refusal on that. Uh, we just did Crimson Point, I wasn't producer, <laughs> I was just um, uh, coordinator and armor on that, starring C. Thomas Howell. Mm. Um, Raul Inglis uh, was the director, and I wanted to work with Raul. He's one of these, you know, and that's what I do. I look, I go on Creative VC, I go on the UBC site, I run through it, and I hope to see a producer, a line producer, a director, a um, uh, uh, production manager that I know, and I will call. And I say, You can call these people. The numbers are there, the emails are there. Nice. Send them a note. Cool. You yeah. know, yeah, like call them. You know, people don't know that. So I wanted to work with, and it was C. Thomas Howell starring in. So it was like holy smokes. Uh, so we just wrapped that. Um, uh, Finders Keepers we got. We just finished that. Episode two is going to be in September. that's Silk Road Finders Keepers. Uh, we're in pre-production right now for one I can't talk about. Two huge stars up in the Okanagan. Oh yeah. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then we're doing used mercs. There's two that I just truly love. Mm. The use marks on IMDb. Take a look over there. Yeah. That one is going to be ridiculously sick. Like, nice. just, there's so many actors, so many huge actors. Um, can you talk about who yeah. those actors are? Yeah. We got Treat Williams um, uh, playing a gangster, Mickey Dolan's playing a gangster. I didn't know Treat before he got in the industry. Mickey Dolan's is from the Monkees. So okay. he saw Treat, saw Mickey Dolan's acting. Mm. And Treat says, well, I can do that. So years later, these two are going to work with each other, and Treat's going to shoot Mickey Dolans horribly. So he's going to kill him horribly because you know you got me in the industry, and I hate you. <laughs> uh, we got Michael Bisping is playing the lead. He's playing honest Roger. I'm playing the, his partner. Uh, I get killed wonderfully, wonderfully, wonderfully. Nice. <laughs> Jerry Trimble. We got Jerry Trimble, four-time world uh, kickbox champ, uh, also the star of Chesapeake Shores. We got Alex Ponovic, um, uh, from Van Helsing and Planet of the Apes. And sure, okay. He yeah. plays Winter on the Apes. Cool. Um, who else are I? Oh, God. Dylan played for Bladder Kenny. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Selena Lowe from, uh, just did, she just did uh, the latest Mel Gibson movie, Boss Level. Um, oh, God. It just, it, it's on this one. Um, I have to bring in, even though I'm an armor, I have to bring in Rob Fournier. And Rick Walkington, right. Because the gun stuff on this is ridiculous. Fournier was the guy in of the Apes, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they are huge. So there, yeah. there's so many big gun scenes yeah. that are so specific. Yeah. Um, and then we've got another one called Socrates. Um,
2: that is just the name. I'm sold. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it's, cool. it was
0: one some some really really hit you deep. Um, where you think oh man I, I, I want to do this no matter what um,
2: and now when you can't talk too much about no, it no I you know, can it, oh, okay. it's,
0: um, it's one that um, you know the meteor comes through and as it gets closer to the earth and, and all you see is this little blue kind of dot coming to earth mm. it embodies this stone this homeless guy finds this stone and he's just he just walks around the city and eats Twinkies <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the story is there's the uh, this young man, uh, young kid. His parents are divorced. He's been shuffled over the dad now because mom's going on on a business trip out of town for a month, so he's going to spend it with his dad. And his dad was a famous soccer player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the kid, the dad's put him in a soccer league, and the kid hates it. Like hates it. That's his thing, you know. And the dad's never around. He's always out womanizing. So as this kid is just, you know, he's he's kind of, you know, just. You know, distraught and he doesn't want to be here. See runs into this homeless guy that gives him this stone. And it's the one that's embodied with his little blue spirit. So he takes, you know, then he's back in his room, and he just throws it in his backpack, goes in the room. Well, this little thing embodies a soccer ball.
1: Interesting. Okay. hence
0: Socrates. Oh, but this <laughs> this soccer ball is just this messed up character. Yeah. He quotes all the one-liners from all the movies, like oh. you know, um, you know, the, the, I'll be back, and all yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. going around. So it yeah. has this crazy personality, yeah. just a crazy personality. So and the kid just thinking, man, I'm on drugs. You know, he's too young to be doing that. Like, yeah. what is going on? He right. can't believe it. Right. So, and 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 the ball. It, so it's a feel good movie where it's saying. You know, earnest, like, you know, it's all in you. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's not, you know, it's all right. So, the ball, so he would bring the ball to the, the field mm. and he was a terrible guy. He kicked the ball in his own goal, but this time he, he would, you know, the ball would roll out, you know, onto the field and they say, that's the ball. So, he would actually go to kick it in his own goal and the ball would curve around and go all the way down it's to the, way the other goal. I'm like, what the heck? How did that happen? <laughs> yeah. So, as it goes on, you know, the typical, typical great story. Is he's the the team is winning, 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 um, and then the kid comes and sits on the bench one time and notice Socrates is sitting under the bench and, and of course this is the short version that the ball saying it's all it's always been you right. Ernest it's always been you yeah. you know you, you had it in you and cool. of course he's got a little love interest and he got a little yeah busy. yeah so great great story that's not a great analogy of the story but the last page is a little girl standing on the steps, her dad is screaming at her, she's crying, he goes into the house, the parents are screaming, you see the homeless guy, so now when, when the bald nose, Ernest you're good, you know, right. be kind to your mother because he's pissed off at his mom for being away, you know, the Ernest, so he's saying, why are you so mad at your mom, it's not her fault, they, they're divorced, they don't be mad at your mom, she's trying to do her best, yeah. so it's really given these great family values. So the last page is, is this girl's crying and the homeless guy walks by. So the ball says, I'm gone. So the spirit goes out and it, boom, up in the sky. It goes back into the rock. So the girl's parents are screaming and she's dribbling a basketball. Mm. So of course now it's going to embody the basketball. Oh, yeah. So of course the spin-offs of this next film, it'll be a football. Next one, it could be boxing gloves. Where nice. the boxing gloves are talking, to, "Come on, yeah. we going. Come on, <laughs> yeah. come on, Austin. You'll duck and you'll yeah. smack you in the head." So you know, it, it, so it's the spin-offs from this is incredible. Yeah, um, it's got potential. It, it's a true Disney yeah. film where uh, we've got the pitch deck that just the sponsorships from Lululemon and Spalding and and, cool. and Canada Tire and Chevy. Um, Chevy has um, you know kids nine. kids soccer teams and. Just, yeah. just the the amount of sponsorship from this will. Do you have a cast lineup for that one too, or? No, you want to be in it? <laughs> sure. <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sounds fun. <laughs> no kidding.
0: So yeah, so that's another one, Socrates. We got Earthless coming from New York. Um, that's a great one. Holy smokes! Uh, and that's coming from New York. I'm doing it here in Kelowna. Cool. And then we do Unearthly. We're shooting that in Louisiana. We got the Vineyard. Uh, that one's uh, that one's a, a nice little horror story. Okay. And then Funhouse, the one we finished about a year and a half ago, is premiering world
2: premiere in Stockholm, Sweden. Yeah, I've been following that one on Facebook a little bit. It looks like a really YouTube um, a- Funhouse trailer. Yeah, it looks really cool. Oh, I the, the writer and the director
0: Jason um, William Lee. Um, I wouldn't let any of the actors see the the killings things. It's 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 a it's a, a violent version of Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So in the scenes, there's a kill room the other cast is behind glass they can see into the room but they, they don't know it's a kill room yet so the lowest and it's big stream 24-7
3: mm-hmm.
0: we hired a gorgeous little real playboy bunny we've got uh, Christopher Gerard um, local actor Irish little Irish gorgeous guy he did um, after he did Funhouse he did so well he got picked up by Harold to do I think the last seven episodes Okay, he was oh, just nice. this just this great actor he's you know he's a Bar manager yeah. down here at Bologna mm-hmm. go down and see Chris. Oh, nice. and tell him yeah. who you are to me. Yeah. Um, and he's on all my next shows. And so, when we're doing these fight scenes, um, the director actually looked over at me. As we're doing the monitor, watching the monitors. he goes, dude, you're you're really, you know, messed up. And I'm like, no, you, know, you wrote it. You know, you wrote it. Yeah. No, dude, you're really disturbed. <laughs> because, you know, I wouldn't let the cast or the director even see what these things were. We wanted natural reactions. Right.
3: D.O.P.
0: Oh, Oh, our crew so oh, every, the every show we've show. got we've oh, got okay. Chris Clayton uh, line producer and producing all this stuff yeah. my partner Alice Kavritsky
2: yeah
0: um, his background was lived in in the Ukraine um, during his time when they lived there there's 40 million people they pick 35 gifted children to, to be educated he was one of them wow so really local guy now um, our DOP is one of the biggest in the world, his name is David Crone. David Crone. Him yeah. and his dad and, his, and one other guy invented the steady cam. No oh, way. That's, yeah. Oh, that's, awesome. that's really cool. So, so when you, so, so our cast, um, and I just partnered up with, um, for the next two films, uh, I just partnered up with Glenn and Ryan Ennis. Uh, they have a studio and they have a production company called Peacemaker Films. Okay. Um, Glenn was the bear from Revenant. Oh, nice. <laughs> and he's on Deadpool. He's cool. the man of steel. Oh, yeah. He's the steel guy. that would go, why are you so rude? Right. Because no, Deadpool is always such a mess. Yeah. Why are you like that? Why are you so rude? Yeah. Right? So, and Glenn is a stunt man, a stunt coordinator. Ryan is a stunt driver and stuff. And they have a specialty film company that just, we're going to bring stuff to use mercs that nobody's seen in the industry. We're going right. to use that for the next one we're doing, the Okanagan 2. That's so um, cool. Their stuff. They've got one um we're going to do one shot that we just talked about last night where the close up on on the actor face but what it is it's a huge drone mm. so you 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 can hold you you hold the camera drone comes down you can snap it into the drone and the drone takes off no way or wow. you do the big the big drone shot you bring in the you bring the whole drone down with the big camera on it as it comes down cameraman unhooks it and goes right through the scene Yeah, like There's right in through shot. the people. Oh, yeah.
2: I love yeah. those shots so much.
0: Yeah. They also have these new little drones we're going to use on Us mercs where the little teeny tiny drones with cameras so when a guy gets shot or, or um, uh, um, the, the killer Sykes, she's the one with the knives and, and the, the syringes so when she throws a knife or a syringe you're actually going to get hit with a drone. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it looks so like
2: a little, that. Yeah. Oh, is it one of those racing drones? They're really, really fast ones. TV time. Yeah, I've seen those. TV, TV, TV
0: time. Those things rip. So they tried it on Arrow where um, the Arrow's was going to go down and blow up a car. Well, it was the drone. Wow. And it, it only broke one little blade, $8 yeah. blade. That's so, awesome. So we're going to do that's stuff really, that's really never really cool. been seen in the because it's just. So that's going
2: to be it's exciting. Cutting kind edge. Of oh, to see them work. Yeah. That's really cool. Oh, it's really pretty neat. That's actually one of my questions has to kind of do with not specifically drones, but in terms of like how far film has come, like even like, oh. a, like just because we're in a new decade now. So the 2010s and what film was like both behind scenes and on screen. And now what it's like now you just see this huge, what would you say is like your, the biggest difference there's been like your favorite difference yeah. in like, it's, you know, yeah, sure. it,
0: it's, you know, I, I'm a big fan of realism,
2: Yes. you yes. know,
0: I, I love, um, you know, I love the master shot, um, if it's a convoy, show the convoy, mm. you know, we did scenes uh, where we had convoys of, of military on falling skies, we, oh God, it was, it was, you could say horrible, for us it was great, because it was horrible rain and horrible this, but we loved it, we're in the back of vehicles, we're on top of something, we're on top of buses <laughs> going, and you know, guns are going, all this. When it aired, it was inside the truck. The two heroes inside the truck. We never saw the convoy. Right. There's motorcycles. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, you know, beat up. Oh God. So you know, I love the realism to get the shot. Mm. You know, you don't. You know, I'm not a big fan of, of the one or close-ups. You know, um, the the CG now. You know, that's where it's, the cameras keep evolving. Mm. You know, every is cute because every director or DOP loves a different type of camera. So if it's a Red or a Blackhawk or something, you know, they, they all have their preferences, right? Um, but, you know, the, the CG is something where we've got a, a, a CG wizard called Dimitri Vinnick. Uh, he's working with, oh God, he's working with what's his name right now. Um, so he's done everything. So, yeah, you know, but I like, you know, I like it real. Yeah. You know? But
3: the one that just
0: went through the infizy. Oh, yeah, if, if you want real, uh, watch a film Six Underground. Have you seen Six Underground? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, that was real. Yeah. They
0: went through, you know, I thought it was CG, but they yeah. really went through the wow. museums. Yeah. And, and, you know, holy smokes. And these, and-, and Yeah, the and, car chases are pretty cool. Yeah, and, and Ryan said they never damaged anything. Are yeah. you kidding? But <laughs> wow. you know, there was CG, but not <laughs> yeah. through the museums. Are you crazy? Yeah. So that's what Glenn and um, and Ryan are going to bring with the one we're just going to do in March. Cool. Where we've got T-bones, we've got things wiping out motorcycles, we've got guys falling through the ice, we've got gun stuff here. Um, you know, it's just, it's good But the used Mercs is, is so many, it's a revenge movie, revenging my killing. It's just, <laughs> it's just nasty. Yeah. But, you know, I, I say to
2: people like, you know, look, you know, watch the Funhouse house. Um, trailer I think I think how many trails are out now just one or it might be a couple Because I think I watched one trailer because that one we're, we're airing that one in, in April cool. uh, we're there in Stockholm April 11th April
0: nice. 18th um, and just to see the acting yeah um, it was incredible you know we did drone shots simulating as we we're saying helicopters you know it's theoretically we get a helicopter on the SWAT leader so the SWAT guys come through the drones went through us, they went over us, there's some other side so you got a helicopter because we got dropped off by the helicopter, helicopter takes off, follows the team so we're in this industrial machine area so great shot. Uh, of us, you know, the SWAT guys going through cool. there's another one that goes alongside of us is getting a side shot. And then a drone goes right through us. You yeah. Know, right through the arrowhead
2: formation. <laughs> nice. Oh God. It's pretty cool awesome. what they can do now. Hey oh, it's, it's like how a far big it's come.
3: Change, the drone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. yeah. I think that is the camera work, um, they're you know, they're getting smaller. Yeah. You know, they're getting holy what they can get for these little yeah. little GoPros. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. And and these little hand and, and for me what I see is these is gimbals when you have a, a camera on a gimbal mm-hmm. and that's what just makes it steady, right? Yeah, so you use the two hand. We did one um, and the, the DOP used a little handheld gimbal that looked like a GoPro on it. Yeah. The scenes, it was called Soldier Forge, Fortune. The scenes we got, holy yeah. smokes. And, and the ammo we're using, um, you know, the industry uses gripped blanks. Yeah. Um, I use something called simunition. Okay.
2: Um,
0: so so that's pretty cool because you shoot right down the barrel at the cabin. Oh, nice. Three, four feet away. Nice. So on um, on Soldier Fortune had, uh, Dean Remond had, um, oh, got to think of what the young man's was. Uh, we squibbed him him up horribly. Uh, <laughs> and he's from Battle Group. Oh, I'm blank. So we script him up. He's laying against the wall. He's bleeding from from all these holes in his mouth. And we're at the Tex-Mex border. So Dean Redmond comes in with his crew and say, "Welcome to the U.S. Anything to declare?" Oh! Like, yeah. And he goes, "Screw you!" And he just and then Dean <laughs> just lights him up with thirty rounds, right? So it's right at the camera. Just lights him up with oh, thirty man, rounds. Yeah, right? that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. So when you're able to do that now, is just shoot right down the barrel. Yeah, no kidding. And yeah. Do the voice.
3: Have- else to ask
0: you. I love you know walking in the rain. <laughs> Long walks on the beach. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long walks on the beach,
2: I love lovely wife, best wife ever. I like lost luggage. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is pretty incredible though, the the technical technological however you say that word. Yeah. The the achievements that have been made in film. Like even I saw 1917 recently. I don't know if you saw no, that. No, I haven't yet. Just the it, they make it look like all one take yes. there's like a couple spots where it they might have like intentionally kind of cut oh. it and they do hide the, the cuts in it but just really really long continuous takes and I watched the behind the scenes uh, video afterwards of how they pulled it off and they were able to go from like a crane like a jib and then kinda of bring it down and then they were un- able to unclip the camera. Yeah. And then like the guy would the, the 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 camera guy would hop onto like a motorcycle and then they'd kinda of chase yeah. this guy for a bit and then put it onto like another thing, like a steady cam, and they'd go around and, like the the yeah. th- they can do that the now. Pope. The the the, port. the
3: photography on the yeah. new Pope. But they, okay. they watch the new Pope. I was gonna oh, say
2: yeah. I watched the two Popes, but yeah. not the new Pope. Yeah. New Pope. <laughs> two different movies. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. The new Pope, the way they blend in and out. Oh yeah. yeah. Remember he's yeah. walking out? and before you know it he's a painting on the wall mm, really and yeah
0: it's pretty interesting Their wow
3: cuts were incredible
0: that's um, awesome to
3: take a peek at
0: the new poem. no we went something last night that it was even better maybe it was, maybe, was, you know, it was it mama was the, mama mia here we go again
3: oh yeah they did like, a beautiful yeah. job oh yeah on, so that's, that's what you look at now is yeah. the editing mm-hmm. of it so that's yeah. you know so We we sit there and somebody will call and then we'll say well, we're watching TV. Well, you're always watching TV. Well, it can take us three four hours to watch a two hour movie because we're cutting, we're discussing, we're analyzing. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, yeah.
3: That is a learning tool.
2: Totally.
0: You know, you're you know exactly what you said. Two hours where there, you know, I guess that's the the biggest change is is. The oners because I remember watching um, Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. Know, Gibson, Hacksaw yeah. Ridge, and you know, you know, like for, for you and I, just think as background or actors or stuntmen, there's potholes everywhere, and they are yeah. running. Yeah. I'm thinking, what are you paying these guys? You can't yeah. pay them B.G. because mm-hmm. you're you're running. Yeah. You're, you're 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 gonna get hurt. Yeah. There's you know my God, and I'm thinking oh because right now uh, I did a thing recently where I've got to get my knee replaced now. Oh. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. so onset injury or well no you know uh,
3: so you can't say it <laughs> yeah, would show
0: so i found out i woke up one morning and everything was gone oh, went no. to bed thinking you're fine because you're so you know you know adrenaline yeah yeah and went to an mri uh emergency twice in an mri and found i'm I, everything shot no acl no mcl no tendons no ligaments my calves are ripped my hamstring oh, is torn, and i bone to bone. So No so, way. Yeah. And right now i got 16 plates and 20 screws in my left shoulder. I've got a plate on my head, plate in my back. How much is that?
2: I don't know if you wow. want to talk about the collarbone incident. That was good. Yeah. That was on Arrow. remember that. Yeah. That was the I wasn't there, but
0: I, I, I heard yeah. about it recently. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> so, you know, so this is what happens. Um, so I had a date of February the 12th to get my knee replaced. Um, but we're doing this movie in the Okanagan, and then... Four weeks after my my leg get that four weeks we're in Dubai, so you really can't fly if something happens, right? So right. we cancel it until we get back from Stockholm oh, yeah. from Funhouse. Then uh, April the twenty second, I think, is my day for my knee, and then we've got three movies back to back to back in the Okanagan. So it's five and a half months. Yeah. Same same crews, so we keep the same crew. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, which is nice because, um, you know, you know that that's um, you're familiar with them too. Yeah, yeah, you know how they work. You know, it's it's honest. Um, they appreciate it. And if, you know, they don't like you, then if you don't like them, you can weed them out on the first one. But yeah, yeah. But we're going to use, the, you know, a lot of the same crew from the last two movies. Cool. Wow. And they like that. And they get bigger and bigger and bigger. This this one we have coming up in, in March, uh, it's only 1.6 Canadian. The rest of them are all 5 million Canadian. Okay. You know, so, you know, they're getting bigger as I'm going. I've got one that's 25
2: million that's sitting over there. And, wow. You know, it's it's... You know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool hearing about the different budgets of different films. Yeah. Uh, Cause even, I don't know if you saw the, the first A Quiet Place movie. No. Uh, that was the one that John Krasinski directed with his, uh, and then his wife, him and his wife, they started in, uh, Emily Blunt, but that one, that one was only a, a $17 million budget. So like low, but huge Hollywood movie, oh, huge names in it and yeah. $17 million and there's only like four people in the movie, them and then just two kids. Just what they were able to do with that, like a very simple story. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'd highly recommend that one. in the sequels coming. Thank out you. Too. Yeah. But
0: you know, that that's the other thing to talk about is is what you can make a movie for. You, you know, everybody, anybody can write. Anybody can write a script. Can you actually do it? Right? Yeah. You know, I've got a guy that's got fifty three series um, uh, science thing, and he just texted me today again. Um, Anyone he, and he's thinking it's five million dollars an episode. Yeah. You know, like, well, do you have the money? Well, he wrote them. I said, well, you have a budget? No. Do you have a this? No. Do you have a that? No. For me, I try to get distribution before I even do it, so I know it's going to be sold right away. Right. So that's that's the trick. Yeah. When when I do talks, is find distribution, have a great story, a great pitch deck, great cast, and then somebody's going to buy it. You know, somebody's going to buy it. So you've already got distribution. So. That's where you, you know where where my work has to be done correctly. Mm. And how
1: do you start that process? Like when you're looking for people to buy the films, are you going online, cold calling people that you know have bought yeah. similar films? Mm. Like well, how do you know? We've that got a we've got a
0: line right now for um, for use mercs. The writer's Rusty Nixon, and we've got four on Netflix right now. Mm. You know, one's called Amy A M I. Got uh, residue down the La- residue. Candyland with Gary Busey poor Rusty I'm a that <laughs> yeah. Gary Busey and Rusty well, nice. uh, and then down the line and then we've got a couple more you know floating around are that are here, there yeah, so oh, here he's yeah. a marketable writer yeah so he's a marketable writer so there's no problem doing that So and, cool. and when you get the actors now it was interesting because you know I'm, I'm just a little guy right but you're getting offers from managers now people are starting to call from uh, New York or from L.A. or from uh, Australia. The next ones, one in Australia, one in the UK. So um, we got offered, you know, everything from Steven Seagal. Yeah. You know, we got offered um, uh, Ron Perlman. Oh yeah. You know, um, you know, so you start getting. So when people start seeing you doing these little things. Yeah, yeah. For Crimson Point uh, with C. Thomas Howell, that was done for one hundred fifty thousand. (laughs) Yeah. The color rose uh, started at one hundred fifty, and then post was a little bit more. So. We're up to about 230000 on that. Okay. Um, and being so,
1: the producer and having to manage that budget, like you said, you yeah. started here, and then as things go, things happen, you're adjusting. How have you learned to deal with that over time with an
0: ever-evolving budget? Oh, you know, and, and what a question, what a great question. Because when you set a budget with uh, UBCP, it is, they are annually perfect you have to, you cannot go over this. Really? You have to supply this for all the actors because on an ultra low budget, the union wants to make sure everybody's covered because you might pay lead actors. You know, the lead actors come in at $250, maybe $300 a day. Um, These are lead actors. Mm -hmm. And then the other ones come in at $100 a day. Well, the union wants it. They're they're annoyingly picky, but I I know where they're coming from. But, um, so when we went over on uh, the Color Rose, you then have to go back to the union and say, we're not ultra low budget anymore. We're now mm-hmm. 230,000, which means right. yeah. tax credit's different. Yeah. People have to be paid more, so everybody's got to get more paid because it went up there. Even though wow. it went from here to there, you still have to make up that difference to everybody. Oh, man. So Yeah, so you don't want to go over it ever, right? Right. Um, on one of the movies, I won't say which, massive actors uh, I was doubling and stunting on, Started as 13 producers and ended up as 27 producers because they had to bring more money in. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, so that, um, if you know, and for, for your information, if guys don't know, um, a theatrical release is almost impossible. Right? Right. Like, if we got Sony looking at it, Blumhouse is great, they have 800 theaters, so we've got one that they're looking at, yeah. But whatever your budget is, so you know, like, Austin, when you say if it's 17 million or 20 million or 250 million. It's an exact double that for theatrical release. No way. So when you see a movie, made for two hundred fifty. It's five hundred million at the end of it for the theatrical wow. release. Or if it's one hundred fifty, it's wow. three hundred million. That's just what it costs to do all the uh, promotions and stuff. So it's all marketing, basically. It's, it's Part of it, yeah. If somebody's making 150 million off 150 million. Yeah. It's 150 more. Oh, my goodness, to wow! To get it into theaters, <laughs> right? For for all the stars to go out and do all these interviews. Yeah. So right, yeah. You know, a lot of ours where we have, you know, the four is on Netflix. We've got, you know, some on, um, uh, direct to pay per view. Some are, you know, and all that. So th- there's no extra cost. You just pick it up. And also the question too, there's about 450 really, really, really good distributors in the world. Yeah, you, you, can, you can send them your thing. You send them your pitch deck, but if you send it from a lawyer, the pitch deck from a law firm, they will always open it. But if it if it comes it's from Alan McFarland, they go, you, would, you right. Know, if, you, yeah. if it's in Czechoslovakia or wherever, Russia or or the States. Yeah. You know, there's you know. a legal
3: reason why.
0: Yeah, so it's one of those that, um, they know you are legit if it comes from a law firm. They know your financing is there. They know, your, you know everything that you're right. saying is true. So people don't know that. It right. goes through a law firm, which is easy. You know? And then yeah. there's, I've got a list of 900 and some distributors worldwide. And we're deciding, you know, you don't on, on some of ours. Um, the ones from New York has distribution. Um, uh, Electric Entertainment uh, is, is doing used mercs. Okay. And they do Independence Day and all those big Guys, movies. Yeah. yeah, huge. Yeah, that's yeah. our distributor for wow. news mercs is. That's incredible.
2: Ooh. Yeah. 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 Ooh. That's really yeah. cool. That's, ex- that's exciting. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> and what so, is that
0: one set to release, you think? Uh you know, that it's that's an interesting one too, because you can um, it can it can be edited as, as quick as five months. Uh it can be as long as a year, right? right? And then when you when you look at when I always think I look at um uh Helmsworth Chris, is it Chris Helms with Thor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's done. You know, they're releasing movies he did two years ago, or two right. and a half years oh, yeah, ago. Yeah, you yeah. You know, and you think, oh, for us, yeah. You, know, you go, oh my God, Seventh Son, I think it took th- three years before it came out. Wow. Is there a timing
1: thing there too, like seasonally looking at other movies that are being released? Yeah. Like, is there a strategy there on when? Yeah. Always. Um, oh.
0: Because on on one of them, you couldn't get um, the theaters usually booked up for a year. Okay. So you're never going to get in right. there for a year. Right. So you're trying to get something, somebody like Blumhouse um, or Grindhouse yeah. uh, that has their own theaters. Okay. So then they, they put them in their own. Um, for Funhouse, it's going to be in every theater in, in Stockholm or in uh, Sweden. Right. You know, so they have that. And then we go from there. But yeah, it's they're, they're booked for years. So, yeah. you know, and when, when I've got stuff where, um, you know, somebody wants a TV series, well, Truly, what local Vancouver person has ever got, you know, started from, like, my world and got into a TV series? Never. Right. Mm. You know, It's you've always been picked up by a TV series. Yeah. We've got one, I've uh, got another one, an executive producer on called The Black Knights of the FBI. Wow. Mm. Cool. That sounds really cool. <laughs> Great story. Um, and Sean Williamson from Bridge Studios, the executive producer from Bridge Studios, he wants to make a series out of it. Cool. cool. That's and awesome. Well, Will Williams. Yeah, uh, Will Williams. Um, it's his story. Uh, Steve Weller is the writer, and Will is just—he's um, a background and a um, actor. Uh, his yeah yeah no doubt his idea cool. um, great storyline set in like you know I, I forget it. say set in the '60s. Um, it was the two first black uh, FBI agents. There was a killing in in the South where the this the the accused was a 14-year-old boy, six foot four, big kid, black kid. So they arrest him just because he was black. But the really two white guys killed the, the shop owner. Oh, got it. But the young man would be sweeping the store and that was the last people. And they were not, everybody in the town were not going to go against these two white kids because right. the dad owned the town. Owned right, the right. mill owned the town. He was the mayor and all this. So they weren't going to get. So of course, you know, the young man got accused. So these two guys got hired and they go down to you know to do this case and so uh,
2: so Sean just loves the whole thing because yeah yeah yeah. that sounds similar to um what was the one that just came out on Netflix not too long Uh, when when they see us I think it's called yeah 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 Yeah, that one did really well one of those stuff you you know I've got another one um
0: uh called the legends of Mary Fields absolutely Queen Latifah signed on no way play the lead (laughs) crazy yeah Yeah. that's awesome Uh, first and only black stagecoach female driver um, just an amazing script and, <laughs> and, and uh, the writer of, uh, of The Color Rose uh, there's the uh, Courtney and, and her name is Aaron Hazelhurst wrote this one um, and it's a fantastic script just a fantastic with Queen Latifah signing on it already it. and we're going to shoot that in the Okanagan yeah it's just crazy so we've already approached Don Johnson and uh, Kevin Costner Um, No way, that's crazy. Got two more in Saskatchewan to do. Die Alone and Sex Ghosts, written by Lowell Dean. He does the Wolf Cop
2: movies. Okay, so got two more over there. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I know. (laughs) With with big actors like that, so you said Queen Latifah and Kevin Costner. Like, how does that feel for you? Like when you have are working with these actors? Like what's going through your mind?
0: Oh, you know, it's it's lucky that I've, I've. I've worked with so many big actors yeah. that um, they're just, you know, they're almost more fun mm-hmm. than, you know, than than day actors. Day actors are, are, um, you know, and and there's no ego at that level anymore. True. Yeah. You know, uh, somebody on a TV series. You know, when I say there, you know, there's a talk you know, there's the guy here in Vancouver that. You know, it's a hard set to be on. Yeah. And I said, you do that. You're the star of the show. Yeah. He, was, he was never a star before he came on the show. Now he's got all the action, all the dialogue, almost in every scene. Right? You know, and he's got to stay ripped. You do that. Yeah. And try yeah, to yeah. be, you know, like, oh, no, nothing's bothering me. Yeah. Like, holy smokes. But these guys, they pick and choose their movies now. Right. Um, when I did Drag to Cause Concrete with Mel Gibson, Don Johnson, um, uh, Vince, Vince Vaughn, yeah. Udo Kier, uh, Jennifer
2: Carpenter from Dexter yeah, yeah. Um, it was a really I, cool movie by the way I watched it the other day you like what I did yeah ah, it, was, it was so cool it was really well done yeah, yeah. people say oh I didn't see you on there <laughs>
0: I'm the double and it's not you're not supposed <laughs> to so see I remember
2: seeing behind the scenes photos I'm like wow he yeah. looks like spot on yeah. yeah
0: it's so cool and and that was funny. I've got photos of, of me with the other actors because I had to get Mel's voice too so Tony Alcante is the voice coach so I would do scenes with Udo or Bent or uh or Don Johnson, or, or the other ones, and they just go, that's 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 messed up. Man. <laughs> you even sound like? They look across, and you know, and and me as just a day actor. Yeah, you know, I've got pages of dialogue of, of and I knew it. Yeah, nice. I, And I tell everyone when I do speeches I tell everyone I am the worst person to audition. I screw up every audition. I there, I I plays never sent me an audition, but I knew Mel's lines. Never had to look at the script. Yeah. You know, I knew the lights. So when you're in front, and of course, Vince, um, Udo, um, uh, Don, and, and, and Jennifer, and all these, holy smokes, these huge casts, they they don't have their sides. They know their dialogue when they come on. So I had to know that and do all the movements. Right, they yeah. just go, that's just messed up. Yeah. You know, and I'd come home, Bonnie would, because I'd have his voice for three or four days without losing it. Right. You know, and it's just... Yeah, so, you know. You stay in character that whole
1: time. Yeah, yeah.
0: and then I just got phoned uh, a couple of months ago to double him again. Can't say what.
2: No way. Wow. That's very cool. Yeah, so again, so. That's all connections then probably, hey? Yeah. Like, just who you know and yeah. stuff and the job that you've done. They notice yeah. your hard work. That's yes. super cool. Yeah. yeah, because I made Mel's life hopefully easier. Totally. Where he yeah. just says, call my guy. Right.
0: Uh, <laughs> you're Mel's guy now. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that, was, that was pretty <laughs> flattering, yeah. So, that's awesome.
2: So that's pretty that flattering. That must have been a wild ride working on that movie <clears throat>
0: that was crazy I did 56 days I think Mel did 36 and Vince did 32 I think okay they had they good chemistry oh, the two of them yeah oh well because um, Vince talked Mel into it yeah um, uh, Craig Zoller uh, is the writer and the director mm-hmm. he wrote Bone Tomahawk with mm. kurt russell. oh yeah okay um and when i was on set the producers executive the producers want me to double kurt russell for the next one also there you go because cool. i'm standing there as mel and they're going you got this whole kurt russell thing going too <laughs> nice. so that's why i don't cut my hair a lot yeah. because yeah i've heard know. kurt
2: russell's a really cool guy too yeah same as mel like i've heard i've heard oh. some like only good stories about those guys yeah, yeah. And, and
0: you know again professional everybody had more fun yeah. with them. We'd sit around and talk about how many kids or how many wives we've got. Yeah. You know,
2: what are you drinking? Where are you eating? You yeah. Know? And they're
0: just—it was—it was—it was crazy. Yeah. Do you get like a
2: like almost like a runner's high from working on those kind of movies and those actors? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. That you're must down, just be the down most down. surreal feeling. Yeah. Um, and the other guy I worked on that I just love was Thomas
0: Krishman is okay. his name? You look him up, Thomas Krishman He was on. Oh god. Uh, he, was, he did a movie where oh my god, he was playing the bad guy. Um, and he's just, he's so good. Um, and he would come out every day and, and give me a kiss and, and have a smoke and like, you, then email, nope, go on. Then you go back and you, yeah. you yeah. and So, you know, and, and you got pictures. Everybody's hugging everybody. Yeah. Everybody gives a hug and everybody's this. And, you know, when when you think these big stars, you can't approach them. No, they're
3: just chilled.
2: Who's that? Oh, yeah, how much time do you guys have?
3: Well, I don't know. I
2: just... Oh, she was just worried about you guys. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, we have... All day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. but if you guys need to like leave yeah. at any point, though, please let us know. Though. I was
3: worried
2: about. Oh you no! Know. Uh, no worries at all. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, we got. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think good. Probably have a few more questions. To yeah, totally. But
2: <laughs> this is this is like this is awesome. But anyways, what you were saying about yeah. all that, like. Yeah. So you know.
0: So when when the big stars come on, um, you know, and and it's fun. When I when I first when we did uh, the color rose. And I would go pick up the stars. Like, I, I wouldn't say, so it, there's a question. So I would I would do, um, in the color rows, an easy day would be 22 hours. Uh, a lot of the days were 30, 36 hours. I would do 48 wow. hours sometimes. Jeez. Wow. Um, so we would shoot all day, all night, um, and I would get home on a, on a, on a, an easy day. I might get home at 3, 3, 3, 3. 30 in the morning to the hotel. Yeah. And, um, and then you've got like a couple hours of paper, and that's because people are phoning you about stuff, right? Because you're a yeah. producer, right? So then I do that, and then I know that um, uh, Alex Ponovic would be flying in at six thirty in the morning, direct from Van Helsing with no sleep. He's shot all night, fought the big show, wow, and and come in. So I go pick him up. So I haven't slept. So now my three o'clock is now six thirty. So I pick him up and bring him back. Yeah, to the hotel, and then I knew Jerry Trimble was coming in at seven thirty, so I do that. Now I'm awake.
3: Don't keep me
0: yeah. because mm-hmm. of the microphone. <laughs> then so so I would do that. So you know you'd be easily be awake for a couple of days. Yeah, right? constantly. So when I go full bore, I sleep two to four hours a night. That's all I ever sleep. Wow, how do yeah. you stay sane through those parts? Yeah. Where you're running on guess, that little sleep. Yeah, sleep. Um, you know it's 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 a weird thing. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> it's a weird thing you know I, I, I saw a doctor that said if you get two perfect hours of REM sleep that's all you ever get a night yeah no matter how many hours you sleep most people don't get two solid hours so somehow I must get two perfect hours of REM oh that, interesting yeah oh and then you, that's all they said that's all you ever need it's yeah the two perfect because you can sleep for 10 but you toss and you turn and you do this right but if you don't get those two perfect hours you're tired of this I wake up I wake, I wake up like this. Yeah. You know? Right. And everybody goes like, God, oh, you get on set, like, you know, but when I'm on set, yeah, I'm apt. I'm, yeah. I'm, um, uh, you know, the adrenaline is going, yeah. I'm excited to be on set. Yeah. And then when you get in the car, I think, oh God,
2: I'm tired. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it all hits you. Yeah. Roll down the windows, put a, put music on. That's yeah. going. you know, there's a whole rhythm. I, I drive out to set, Bonnie knows not to call me on the way, even when I'm doing background, because I'm already getting my mind into it. Like, know, yeah. you know, you know, I'm assuming it's going to be 12 hours minimum, 16, 18 hours. You know, it looks like you know you don't really know about preparing yeah. for it. Yeah. So I put rock music on the way out and country music on the way home. <laughs> nice. They stole my you know they stole my dog, and they drank my drink, and I <laughs> yeah. lost my girl. And, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's kind of like oh yeah, that's me man. I feel like shit. as <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you're, you're driving home, and you know, and, and exactly what we were talking about. I did a TV interview the other day with, with a guy named Big Sleeps, okay. Big Sleepy. And he was saying the same thing. Him and I work together a lot and really love each other. Where we said, when you're on set, you have that positive energy. You don't lose that. Like that's that's what keeps them. You wanted them wanting you to come back. Right. You get in your car and you cry all the way home. Just going, that was God. That was the worst thing I ever did. <laughs> yeah. That was the worst show. and, and you know, and, and some days you just cry on the way home, thinking, Oh my God. This is so hard on my body. This yeah. is so hard on my brain. You know, you're away from your family. It's like, oh, God, this is so tough. Yeah. And then the next day, hey, how's yeah, everybody? Yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. good to be back. Good to yeah. be back. Yeah, hey, how,
1: how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> it's kind of like a roller coaster of emotions in a way. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so you you have to decompress. That's the thing is you go home and decompress. Right. Um, right. Bonnie's my manager. Bonnie Kagan is my manager. The paperwork is already sitting on the tables. Anything else I have to sign any communications are on, are, are on the desk. Um, there's a spoon there because she's made me a, a, a double black Russian. That's in the freezer. That's my one drink after set. There okay. you go. So you know you know, don't and, and a big bowl of chips, potato chips. Yeah. So I come. What home. type?
1: What type of potato chips are we talking? About? Uh, um,
0: uh, sour, sour cream and onion. onion, cool. Sour cream and onion. Then uh, after, after uh, the set, nice. Uh, and then if it's just during the day, it's it's pepper and lime and pepper. Oh, those pepper. are good. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Spikies. <laughs> nice. But sour cream and onion after set. So there's the bowl of those there. There's a napkin and a spoon and my drinks in the freezer. <laughs> Got it down and, to a denture tea. <laughs> and all the paperwork is there. So Love all it. the communications and, and emails are all there. I Turn went, on the TV.
3: I went away. I go away occasionally for ten days here and there. And I line up the drinks in the oh. freezer, but he can only take one oh. on the days he works. So people who work with,
0: they've seen the photos of bonding made pre-made by black Russians. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, the, and the freezer's lined with all these glasses. Nice. And, yeah. and there's a little sign, only one after set only.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the best wife ever. Yeah, going
0: like, oh, how do I get a girl like this? You yeah, know? you know, that's funny. Yeah, that's awesome. But that's you have to get decompressed. That's yeah. the thing. You don't just go right to bed. And, and you know, you always hear the things. Guys come home, they smoke it fatty, or they do this. Yeah, or. some people can just go to sleep. Right. You know, yeah. like I can't. Yeah. Um. And I and and the same thing. I saw a, a guy that just said, uh, you know, like a lot of times you're not living in the real world. Right. He said, no, as an actor, that's normal. You're trying to improve what you think you you could have done better. Yeah. You you don't stress over it. You don't dwell over it. But when you're doing this, you know how sometimes you're having to sleep and you just you're thinking of the scene. Yeah. you you're what you're doing is just think could I have done better? Yeah. Not punishing yourself about right. it, but oh, shit, maybe I should have moved over there. Well, how often
2: that. do you get, like, imposter syndrome? Do you ever get, like, a feeling when you're on set of, like, how did I get here, like, I... Every day? Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's good day. for people to know, because, like, even people that are high up in the industry, oh. I hear all the time get that.
0: Oh, yeah, well... You remember, like,
2: you know, your, your
0: audience can't see me. I'm 66 years old. I got gray <laughs> hair. I'm, I'm a mess. Yeah, often see me. I get really ripped or really big, depending right. how I go. Right. So lucky. That's how I made it in the industry. Yeah. I'm an old guy with a great body. Right. Fluky. It's not my face. It's not my <laughs> acting. It's just I'm an old guy with a really good build. So I'm always playing the SWAT leader of the top with superiority issues. Why is he here? Why is the gray guy here? Because he's kind of tough and he just, he can't fire him because, you know, it's whatever.
3: He's waiting for retirement. Yeah, I'm
0: waiting for retirement. <laughs> yeah. So I've been really, really lucky with that. Yeah. And it's because of the shape I'm in, mm-hmm. the positive effect on set. Um, you love doing it and people see that. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely not my acting.
2: Yeah. How would you say you cope with uh, like the that feeling on set when you kind of get like imposter syndrome or something? Oh. Like when you start getting really overwhelmed with things?
0: Yeah, I, I don't. Um, okay. because of when I was with TELUS, doing the projects that I did there, it was tens of millions of dollars. Oh, yeah, okay. So I would walk into a bank and I remember this one manager was poking me in the chest and said, "Thank you know, you better not F it up like the last gate cost me $10 million. Oh, And wow. I, said, <laughs> I said, dude, just relax. I'll cost you $20 million. He's nothing. <laughs> like, you know. You know That's like, the best answer. <laughs> yeah, so I dealt with... You know, yeah, so I did Clinton and Yeltsin. I did the OPEC APEX. Um, you know, I'd be in charge of 500 guys Yeah. Um, and I would, and I would do a crack house down, you know, down in some, you know, an hour later because that's owned by the federal government. So yeah. the federal provincial stock exchange, all the stock exchanges, wow. the broker firms, all that. So I was dealing with the presidents right. of every yeah. company always. Wow. So, so you're not, you know, so when I went into film industry, it's, it's the same thing. It's just another project. Um, he just happens to be a big star. Well, he just happened, you know, he, 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 he's worth, you know, I did a meeting with a gentleman. He's worth $110 billion. So they called me and they wanted to get in films. The one gentleman, $110 billion. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's just cool, right? Yeah. And he's showing me photos and I'm showing him photos and,
2: you know. That's just, just sweet. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know. Looking back at where you've come from, like just the whole road, that must just be like Oh, we 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 still shake our heads. Yeah, our, we we've got five children, five grown kids, and okay. nine grandchildren,
0: and the wow. like our youngest grand grand son and granddaughter are fourteen. So that's the youngest. Wow! And, and they they still they still laugh, they still laugh at me doing my stuff.
2: Yeah, because they're just thinking like this is you know Papa Allen is doing like yeah.
0: How did he get here?
2: It's yeah. so cool though. Like I I love that feeling like that you love film so much and. I know what you mean like that feeling of when you get like a call to be on mm. set and just that excitement. Like you get to you get to do mm. what you love to do. It's mm. so exciting. Like I remember my first day on set. I was just like, no way. Yeah, it's so cool. And you think, wow, there's there's uh, an airplane or there's
0: a gun or there's.
3: Tell them about your first day on set. Oh and yes, Hotel Vancouver.
2: Oh, I would love to hear about that.
0: Yeah, it was called Human Target. That was from Sandra Coldwell. Okay, that sounds kind of familiar actually. Yeah, it was a series. It was the very last episode, very last scene. Um, I had never been on set before. So we're shooting in the Hotel Vancouver in the bar and the lobby it has two sides. There's a front and a back. And I was sitting on the back. Now my job was just to have the camera. And I was hired by the, the female star of the show. She's thinking her husband is really not dead. He's a billionaire he's got this feeling he's not really dead so I've, I'm have i a PI so I track him down so I came in as background but it was an actor role and an actor was there and they let the actor go and I did the role what? Mm-hmm. but I was background so he got paid wow. and the director came up and said hi I'm so and so I'm the director yeah. Sandra called me and said great the AD said the same thing like I'm like first and like wow this is really nice so I'm sitting there I've got a camera, a camera is shooting through my digital camera, yeah. getting them and he's with a blonde. So I yeah. caught him. Yeah. We, everybody thinks he's dead. He's a billionaire. So on the breaks, nobody, because everybody assumes I'm the actor because that was an actor role, but I'm just Bacra. Yeah. So everybody goes for breaks. Everybody goes for lunch. I haven't left. I'm still sitting in the seat. Because nobody's told me. I don't... Nobody's... Because nobody's, you don't have to not tell the actor anything because if the actor wants to see... Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm background. <laughs> so, eventually, I'm there for 14 hours and eventually at a point I say to the eight camera, Um. oh, God, it's Steve, Steve. somebody. And I said, can I go to the bathroom? And he's like, dude, yeah, it's right over there. <laughs> like, I haven't even gone... Because I didn't know, like, you know, somebody's got to... Nobody's bothered me because I'm not yeah. yeah, supposedly that. Yeah. But the main actor... And we're at the bar, so they got a real bartender there and a BG bartender, and the actor is really um, drinking vodka martinis, Mm. great Goose martinis, real ones. Yeah, and he put them down on my side of the bar, down on the seat, and he would—he looks over at me one time, and and, you know we're in the take, and not rolling, but he says, "Um, "Is that a real Rolex?" And I said, "Yeah." He yells to the drink, "How come he's got a real Rolex?" And then he would say to me, "Is that your suit?" And I said, "Yeah." How come he's got a better suit than me? This is the star, right? Yeah. And this is where it's going. So then, you know, he's assuming I'm the actor. So he says, "Like, dude, you, you know, you want a martini too?" First day on the set, I'm like hell, 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 first hell first yeah, day. Oh, uh, hell yeah. So of course I'm sitting there. So now I've got to pee because I've had so many more Yeah. And I put mine down here, and I'm like. This is great, man. I love being on yeah, set. Yeah, yeah. This is the way it's going to go. <laughs> but nobody told me, like, dude, you can go have lunch or you can go to the bathroom. Yeah. That was my very first day on set. That's unreal. Hours. Wow. It was surreal, right?
2: That, and that sounds like that would probably be one of the better days on set, too. Well, that's that 100%. Like and then Sandra
0: put me on Twilight, uh, the Twilight Break of Dawn. Yeah. And then she put me on Underworld and Resident Evil, um, um, Godzilla. I got what nominated
3: you we had another child. We named her Sandra, Sandra after oh, Sandra. Oh yeah, and, and then the they got nominated Henry for best stunt. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. so ladies yeah. are incredible.
2: Did you say you got nominated for oh, best stunt? Best stunt, for cool. Godzilla. No yeah. way. Yeah. What did what did you so uh, what did when you, you do? see it?
0: This helicopter comes uh, to the rooftop, forty-five stories, and the yeah. black ops drop, you know, down from the ropes and hang over the the thing. That's me doing that.
2: Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Wow. I know.
1: That's super cool. Yeah, really so cool. you know, you, you,
2: again, you never know what you're gonna do when you show up. Oh no doubt. I know. I know what you mean. Like there, there's so many days on set that yeah, like, things How change.
3: Many years did you work at ten dollars an hour? Oh god.
2: Oh yeah. What? Ten dollars an hour. Just regular BG. Yeah. And sometimes
3: yeah. he'd be on set. He'd drive out to set, come home, make forty dollars. $20 a gas. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. Sometimes
0: you're only there for four hours and you don't get paid for, you know, it's not union. Yeah. So it took you three hours to get to Boundary Bay and an hour back, an hour and a half. You know, great. You lost money. But, yeah. you know, you you thought, you we still did a happy dance every booking. Yeah. And, like, I don't even know what show this is on. There's a stunt
2: vehicle. I I, I'm, i you know, what is it? Oh, well, I we can't say. Oh, I can't say. Oh. Oh. <laughs> So probably not Hallmark then. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I am military personnel gone. in the stunt oh, truck, yeah. so uh, I fair don't enough. Know. But yeah, just, you
0: know, never turn anything down. The, yeah. The, you know, you, you never know what it's going to bring, because, you know, when, when you think it's just a minor role, oh, um, the Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. You know, that was crazy, because I'm on a private jet, you know, with, with the girl. Yeah. Um, we're out at the airport, it's whatever in the morning. And I'm supposed to be owning the jet, so she's trying to get a lift from me on the jet. The scene got cut out, mm. but I've got uh, uh, Johnson, Dakota Johnson, laying on top of me on on the thing. The camera's here, the camera's here, laying on top of me. On you know, on, on the the seats back, she goes. So, where are you from? <laughs> you know, where are you from? And I'm looking out the window. I can see, you know, West Van. I said, actually, I live in West Van right there. Oh, well, so, like, she's, like, propped up on top of me. Like this, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you never know. And that was background.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: wow. Great day. Yeah. yeah. That's
2: funny. I love
1: doing what I do. Yeah. yeah.
2: Per, I know what you mean, though. Background is super unpredictable. Like, you can go to oh. set I mean, no idea. And then, sure enough, they're like, yeah, we want you right there, and we're going to have a reaction shot. we're like, Whoa, okay. <laughs>
3: Do you have a day job?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm a painter right now, yeah. Good. I think I'm still, I don't know for sure if I'm still with Bow Group. I know that, like, obviously I was with them for a while, but yeah. um, I haven't been on set in a very long time. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just a painter right now.
3: You have to have a day job.
2: Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, it's, it's a weird time. For your age and everything,
0: that's fine. for, um, You know, it, it's... I'm, I made the mistake of something with something recent. Oh, I, I, I blacked out for, I've been blacked out for months and I forgot like a Wednesday. Oh. And I was, and it was just, I, it was cacophony around my world. And then get a phone call. Al, you're booked. Maybe not booked. I forgot, you know, how you hit yeah. your calendar and I, oh, I must say it one more time. Oh, like, yeah. If you're green, you have to be, you get booked. And it was Nancy Drew. And I thought, cool, oh, I've never been on Nancy Drew. Yeah, like, yeah. who cares? Who cares? Let's yeah, yeah. we'll do it, yeah. I've never been there. So we show up in, in the background and say, what are you doing here? Like, why are you doing background? So we get on set, get a hug from the director. He knows you get a hug from the DOP, get a hug from the crew. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
2: El, hey, stand over here. Yeah. I'm good. It's you pretty know. incredible how certain days can just turn out completely not what you expected. Yeah. like And, 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 really so, cool. and so that's how you should go into every day. Yeah, totally.
0: Also like that, yeah. right? You go in like that and just think... You know, and, and Bonnie would say, because it really would, and I think I was, when I did the uh, Louder Milk one, because of course you're stressed. We're going to be in Venice Film Festival for 12 days with the Mel Gibson group, and we got dinners planned and the red carpet and all this. So, like, holy smokes, this is pretty damn exciting. Mm. And then, oh, you booked me the night before. I said, yeah, no problem, Sandra, and, and off you go. And look what ended up. You got yeah. an actor for the day. I was wow. in and out in two and a half hours and made twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. Two and a half <laughs> hours. When it got back to set down a block away, they still had they're not even set up. They they, they still hadn't done it. No and way. I I went by and said, uh, and and Mark the Wrangler goes like, Dude, what are you doing back?
3: You told said, the boys. The yeah, story. no, but not that part. Oh.
0: And so I said I got an actor and like, what do you mean you got an actor? You just yeah. set you up there. Yeah. And I said, No, I'm done. Yeah. I,
2: that's so cool yeah yeah man um i think one of my last questions would be yes in terms of like say the future of film um you kind of touched base a little bit on like the road that a theatrical release has to be what would you say the future is of like the actual movie theater experience and the the future of movie theaters because obviously netflix and all these streaming services are kind of starting to take over a little bit I personally love seeing movies in theaters as much as I can still. Yes. What do you think about what's going to happen in the future? Like do you think people are starting to like go to theater less? It's it's a great question
0: because there's people like me, Bonnie and I that I, I can't remember the last time we've been to a theater. The oh, okay.
3: Rio. We go to the Rio. Oh, no, the real
0: because our yeah. our girlfriend just had a I movie called Culture Shock. Nice. Okay. But no, that's not the theater. That's you know oh. that that was a, a premiere. But no, it's, it's our lives are so busy. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair enough. It's like I haven't golfed for years. I love golfing, but I haven't golfed for years because I just don't have the time. I was a hot dog skier. I haven't been up for years. Wow. So in my world, um, you know, we, we just don't, we can't get the time the to do that. Does. Oh, yeah, our granddaughter does, of course, but that's the kids, the so. kids. No, but that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 100%. That's enough. still the young person, that's still. The date thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, the date thing. And I was thinking, you know, ask Bonnie, you know, we live in West Van and Park Roll has a new one that's supposed to be gorgeous. And, you know, okay. You know, I thought, well, we'll have a date night and I thought, Man, when's yeah. that ever yeah. gonna happen? <laughs> you know, by eight o'clock I'm exhausted. By nine o'clock at nine thirty because when the phone rings, it's funny, when the phone rings at home when when I've been going crazy, um, and Bonnie answers at nine thirty, everybody knows I'm in bed. Mm. Yeah, and they go, "Oh, Bonnie! Oh, is it 9:30 already?" Yeah, that means yeah. Bonnie answered the phone, and I'm in bed. <laughs> yeah, you know. So when you get a time, and you go there instead of three in the morning or something, but yeah, it's just for us, you know. You, you know, big screen. Yeah, you know, big Dallas. screen things. We saw
3: it in Dallas. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, and and another thing with the movies, with the things where, you, so yeah, so the young, the um, um, you know, 30s, 40s, they're still doing it. Um, People older than us—they're doing it, a, you know, one hundred percent for sure. Mm. But it We're sounds like busy. We're
3: yeah, so busy. yeah,
0: like, yeah. It, it's a weird thing. We we've never been as busy. It's like when I had, you know, I had fitness company uh, and full time with TELUS and, and another one, and Bonnie had her own companies, her own store, retail stores, had companies, and we we we, we would do that. We'd go out for dinner. We'd do this. Oh God, we are, are going out for dinner. We went to A and W yesterday.
3: I think living in West Van limits it.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's that's a thing too. Mm. It,
3: when we first moved out there, we knew, we, the gentleman who had Sony said, "Come in, you need a new TV if you're going to live way out there." Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he
0: provided us with the TV. Was a friend of ours. Right, yeah. So you got to live in West Van to go out there. Yeah. 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 Right. But yeah, it's it's um, yeah. you know we you know and even even Netflix, you know. We haven't seen a lot of the Netflix. We haven't seen a lot of stuff. But what's fun for me is knowing, an Apple TV just open up another thing. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, you know, Sony's got to think Disney. So, what's exciting for me is like, holy smokes! Uh, you know, for me as a producer, yeah. And, and we're gonna self-distribute for right, some of our right. stuff too. Mm. Wow. True. That's what's going to open it up for us. And do you think there could be a change there in the industry too with more
1: people self-producing and, and going directly to some of oh, these yes. distribution? 100%, yes. yeah Yeah, percent, Yeah, um, Because they need the
3: merch. Yeah, the they mergers. need content. Right.
0: They, they need, need content, it. yeah. And Vimeo yeah. wants to have their own station also. No really? way. Yeah. That um, can be pretty good, actually. Uh, uh, Panya Natsas and I, we did a couple of films that uh, we got awards for, shorts. Uh, Vimeo offered us uh, to be the first three-episode no way, um, cool. Thing, uh, they would give us ninety percent of the profit, and they'd, oh they'd, wow! <laughs> and they would track it. They would track it, and if you got a lot of, you know, a lot of viewers on that, they would finance your next films. No that's way,
3: cool. that's insane. Yeah. But in so B- that's
0: yeah. how fun it could be. Yeah. But you had to get to that point. Right? right? Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: But in British Columbia, the the film, TV industry, has overtaken forestry and mining. Wow. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. And no those reason. were the things that, when your parents, for your age, drove the province, yeah, the economy, and when you go places today, you meet always meet somebody somewhere in the oh, industry, right? Yeah. Whereas before, <coughs> like, like when we'd be sitting somewhere else, there'd be a dentist and a lawyer yeah. and uh, right. a, a forestry or something, and now the film is, it's not just, everywhere in the world, everywhere. social yeah. life, right, it, there's so many people involved, yeah. on the periphery of this industry, in, in our area,
0: yeah, oh, it's crazy, it's incredible. I was at Safeway the other day, and uh-huh. a gentleman, and his wife right. was staring at me, and, and she's talking, I think that's him, I don't know, go ask him, so, he's, he said, you look really familiar, and I said, oh, I'm in the film industry, um, and he says, like, something about Mel Gibson. I said, Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm his double and stunned. <laughs> well, he's a famous director. When he gives me my, his name, he's a famous director from Texas. Oh, no crazy. And I said, Well, we were down there for, for the world premiere of Mel's movie because the producers are from Dallas, Texas. Yeah. So we flew down for one of the premieres down there. So, you know, so wow. that's how it just goes like this. Yeah. When Bonnie is saying, It's anywhere in the world, it's yeah. somebody, you'll run somebody on the plane or the yeah. thing or in the lounge or restaurant or something yeah incredible yeah. it's everywhere now so yeah, yeah it's prevalent, prevalent that's very yeah. interesting which is great for us but yeah for me looking forward please give me more channels to, to sell sure to. yeah and knowing yeah. you can sell and I tell people like call Vimeo with your shorts and stuff you know people are so afraid I, I don't know Now nah, google it you know mm, right and you know and, and ask yourself.
3: something <laughs>
1: Um, yeah so like for me I'm kind of outside of the industry I don't really I'm not in it as Austin is but I'm always like I'm a pretty big fan of it so my question is more around like from the last decade or yes. the last two what has been like one film that you've enjoyed I know you don't go to the theaters a yeah. lot you not know, watching all on Netflix but you're obviously a fan of the industry yes, you're yeah. in and involved in it has there been a film that's kind of you've looked at some the good ideas from it and been like wow like it would have been awesome to be a part of that or yeah.
0: really like that yeah. yeah I I'm a big fan of of the Expendables. yeah nice um, the just for my head to see how I, I don't know how Mel Gibson did the Hacksaw Ridge right um, I have, you know you think my god how did they do that um, y- you know so I I look at the complexity of it um, the stunts in there, the safety of, and the amount of background you use, and just like, just, like, also say about nineteen seventeen. Yeah. Just the logistics of this. Um, the latest one that just awed me was that six underground. Right. Are you kidding me? Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, and 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 that's where we stop. You know, I I I go. What did that cost? Yeah. When when you know mm-hmm. even with with the the new pope or the two pope. Yeah,
3: pope. The and young
0: Pope or the two Popes two or the new pope
3: they, they really are in the yeah, Vatican, you know, we were
0: just there, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, how do you get the Vatican? Yeah, yeah. You know, like seriously, Obviously. I'm thinking, oh my God, what is the budget on this? Yeah. And then you hear, like, see the, the TV show, see, I haven't seen that, um, 15 million an episode.
2: Yeah. Are you oh yeah, and that kidding. was here in Vancouver too. That was here in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Did so, you
3: see Roma?
2: Yes, that movie was beautiful. I hated really. it. Really, <laughs> I had
3: to watch it three times before I could get oh, to the God.
2: end. Like I, I'll admit, I was in the same, I was in the same boat as you guys, as I did kind of almost fall asleep because yes. I couldn't really. It was like this is very slow, and but in terms of how it was shot, I, I appreciated the cinematography of it, but I couldn't follow it really. <laughs> and, and, and that's what that's what people. Got, but it did and, really well.
0: we we're, we're in Venice when that premiered there, and it was like oh yeah. You know, so so when you actually go to these things and see the reactions in the biggest festivals there is in yeah. the world and you're just like oh so, who so much who was
3: that was telling you he couldn't uh, tell you which one won
0: oh uh, Christoph Waltz oh no yes. Christoph oh, yes. Waltz one
3: of the judges yeah
0: so I did I was on a movie called Big Eyes right okay uh, and got stunts on that and I had to have a fight with Christoph Waltz nice. like, are you kidding me I'm, I'm so in that's with, unreal with Tim Burton right Tim yeah, Burton cool. doing the thing so when the movie aired, it was the rehearsal. He just walked by me. So that's what aired. Right. No way. Like, oh, are you kidding? So anyway, so we're at the Vinton Fest Film Fest. We're driving, we're flying back to Munich, I think. And Bonnie sees Christoph checking. I think that's him, she says. And he's about four seats ahead of me. So I go up and he's sitting by himself, he's just staring out the window. This this is what most of the movie stars do. They look at the ground or they stare out something, right? Yeah. It's wow, mm-hmm. you know. And the other ones you don't talk to you but so I went up and I said uh, "Christoph, Alan McFarlane, Alan how are you that's a good <laughs> impression that's a good impression <laughs> and he said sorry about you know how you know we didn't show our fight so I sat down wow, with him for a while and, and, and he was the judge in that no, cool. well I can't tell you who won but Roma did <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it was oh, so man. funny that's awesome yeah so you know so but
3: so just to go you have to go yeah like even if you get a chance to go to the Toronto film, oh, I festival, would love to go to one of those. those those kind of adventures. Yeah. You never know where they lead. When we were in Venice at the film festival, um, everybody's sitting around like this, and they're the cast and crew from that show. No way! Here's the director, oh, yeah. cast, and crew, in, oh, or the, the, the director in the interesting cast. Interesting cool. people. So. Don't hesitate to even go to our Vancouver film festival. Yeah, right, yeah. Because it's wonderful. Yeah. You see exciting people, exciting shows, mm. and reach out.
0: They it was it was it was fun for us when we do these festivals because um, in Europe it's all open. You know here it's right. here, here it's in a hotel or something so it's broken up. There, oh my God. Everybody's drinking, everything's Venice
1: gorgeous, you're insane. on the Lido, you're Red on the something, you're in nice. yeah. yeah. I've been yeah. there. You know, have
3: it, you been to the Venice Film Festival?
1: No, but when I was in uh, Cannes, they were setting up for the Venice yeah. Film Cannes. Festival. Yeah.
3: And the same I, thing,
0: you're on the streets, you're on the
2: Lidos, yes. and, you know. Totally. Yeah.
3: And you can get tickets that day for the next <coughs> day. <coughs> oh,
2: so anyone oh, can. Way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No way, I didn't and know then that. And then you, and you get not to too. Crazy. in Venice,
3: you can stay off the island and take transport in, which is less expensive. Right. So you know, you, totally. you really can do it. Yeah.
0: I have to look and, into that. That'd be so fun. But it was fun for us when we were there with our movie, with "Dragged Across Concrete." Right. So you were part of something, and and the producers and and the actors, you know, they were they were you know staying over here, but they weren't. They had to do so many interviews. Right. Um, for us, we were this huge part of something. So we were we, we met. Every movie we met, the cast, the directors, Mm. you know, we go up to them and we got more photos because we're just sitting, having a drink because everybody's drinking. And over there (laughs) we're sitting here and sitting there. And you know, everybody's hugging each other and and you pass numbers around. Cool. So that's- Networking.
2: That starts a whole new thing around the world, right? Yeah. We gotta check one of those out.
0: And Mm -hmm. then this guy's from here and this guy, and then they're from, oh man. Even people that we met there they came here this summer. They're from Milan. They came here this summer and stayed here and we took them around. And,
3: and it's, you it's know, held so. on Lido. So you just hop uh, a boat. Over. Yeah, yeah so okay. Like one you
2: know, right over. Yeah. My parking is up. Okay. Oh, we got it. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Do you have any quick final questions? Out. No? Yeah. Dude, good. this was awesome. Yeah, Thank this you so much. this completely was beyond what I expected. This was the best thing ever. This is exactly what I want the podcast to be. Excellent. I'm sure people will be very educated in this. People like me that love films so much. And there's a lot to <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, this is, this is perfect though. I really, 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 really appreciate you doing this. Well, and, and
0: what's fun is to know that, and and um, there's somebody else too that, that wanted to be on the city. He said, oh, the guy with um, uh, Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon, he's got the TV show. It's yep. like okay. know, something about Vancouver. Yeah. He can't get access. And, and I, I met him. We became good friends because I was with the Chinese group. His mom works for them. Oh, no so way. Jim and I are best friends. He said, dude, I can't get access.
2: Yeah.
3: I said, uh, Hello? Yeah. That's right? your
2: yeah. own set. One That's crazy. Oh, that oh no place. way, yeah. Who's yeah. that? Yeah.
3: That was the red carpet. Whoa. Stock. Cool. 20,
2: but right? I guess That's incredible. What so
0: what I did is is I took uh, I have a guy named him Danny Okay. Daniel Lalonde. So all of the all of the stills that we had. I picked songs he put it all to music oh cool all the like um, and for the videos and stuff and the stills hang on there on the red carpet I had walk this way (laughs) so then you see us us all coming on the red carpet this nice yeah he put he put everything to because he wants Mm -hmm. to be behind like on set stills photographer right so this was like his resume to me like you know I mean, and then I had them on Color Rose*. We had to do more death scene, pick up death scenes. Oh, okay. So I had them on set for that. so cool. You know, wow. just for you guys yeah. to be on set, yeah. to interview these actors and
2: do—I would EV. love that more than anything. Oh, yeah. It'd be the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, yeah. yeah. Totally.
0: You know? Like, Why not?
2: Yeah. That—that that puts you above everybody yeah. else.
0: Like, how did how do you guys get that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. You know. We're that big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be so awesome. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate